Hey there, video gamer. It's your good pal Polly here. Do you like lists? Ah, you don't even have to answer the question. I know you do. You like big old lists. Like the lists that you can find over at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. Like the top 218 games of the fifth generation. The top 153 Sega Genesis games ever, according to SNS. Well, I've got good news for you. We're about to put together our biggest list ever. And we want you to be a part of it. So point your browser majig to SocksMakePeopleSexy.net slash sliders, and then scroll down to the Interactive Digital Video Entertainment Forum. There you'll find a topic that's sticky, that's created by Rhett, that is entitled SNS in the 2010s, the top games of the decade according to SNS. There, all you'll have to do is simply follow his instructions to submit your top 100 games that were released from the years 2010 to 2019. Can't think of 100 games? That's fine too. We're good with lists of all sizes so long as the games were released from 2010 to 2019. So get your list together in order and post it on the forums. We'll be collecting and putting everything together sometime in around April. So there's still plenty of time to contribute. Once again, head on over to Sliders and Socks forums at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net slash Sliders to get all the information you need. And now, on with the show! So I don't know if it'll fart at me or not. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, yeah, Streamlabs has just been kind of on and off the last few days, so I don't know Weird. if it'll, it'll fart at me or not. Oh, yeah, here we go. There's a fart. I just heard one. Okay. It actually works. Good. No, no, that was actually just me actually farting. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you are you're you are earning two X poly points for subscribing. Yeah, you are. Look at all those. I poly hate that poly points are just a real thing now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the follow, June Flower. Oh, hi June. Have you heard of the high elves? Yeah, we're mutuals on Twitter. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, how's it going? I'm sorry that it didn't fart. Uh, Streamlabs is weird right now, so I know that yep. you followed, and I know that you were probably looking forward to that big meaty fart alert uh, for for following. But uh, unfortunately, Streamlabs is all hey, uh, I can't, I'm pooping myself, and I can't make fart sounds for Polly's stream, which is sort of ironic. Yeah, that's, that's real cool. ironic and weird, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, June made a Twine game I liked, and they made this cool RPG Maker texture game that I haven't gotten to play yet. I'm very excited about. Neat. Those are two of my favorite things. RPG Maker games and Twine games. Yeah. They're basically the, the two kinds of games that matter. It's kind of the only two games that you've really... And Renpy games. Exactly. <laughs> Renpy Ren games are good, too. Mm -hmm. See, you can tell that this game's good because it's got a cool logo. That's what all my games are missing. They ain't got good logos. <laughs> 
Oh wait, her her lullaby's logo is great. Okay, that's actually like it's literally just yeah. like yo, find this scratch font and do a couple of <laughs> dumb things with it, and and then yeah, and afterward the and afterwards is literally just Tahoma. <laughs> it's just the should've font. Should have made a Comic Sans. <laughs> No, the, I should actually the, uh, do the that. High school AU version. I should actually do that uh, to, to afterward at some point. It just changed, just change the logo and patch the game uh, and make <laughs> it comic sense. <laughs> but you got the little echo effect. You put the line under it. Made the first le- first letters of each word purple. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, I took the, I took the ghost effect out of afterward uh, yeah. logo because it's... because that's oh, meaningful. Oh shit! See, right. oh, I was man. thinking. I was I was really thinking with the desi- the visual design of that second game. <laughs> yeah, the the Takuma makes perfect sense just considering where that where that game's coming from. Yeah, I think. Yeah, like it's very mundane. Like 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 I said, everything was very literally thought over for that. Like, mm-hmm. I, whereas her lullaby was literally just I don't know whatever works. This looks kind of like a Higurashi <laughs> logo. Perfect. <laughs> I like. Okay. My- I'm okay with wearing my influence on my sleeve. Yep. Yep. That one's pretty... That's It's pretty transparent there. It's very on the nose. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Hey, Dances with a Wolf. Or Lullaby no Naku Corny. <laughs> well, it is when they cry, so... When they okay. sleep. When they sleep. That's what we're calling. Hi, Heather. Good to see you. Heather played those two very good video games. I know. Made me happy. And Facets. Facets is a video game. (laughs) (laughs) See what I did there? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. I'll wait a few more minutes to let people get uh, filed in. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Poly Dungeon, did Poly Dungeon come out before or after Afterward? Um... Well, afterward I think, I think was afterward before. was last year, so and, and it was September of 2018 was Poly Dungeon. So. Oh, okay, yeah. that was before. Yep. So we both had our had our own little things going on. Shit, it's almost been a year since I made a game. I need to make a game. All right. Fuck. Uh, like I've got so many little prototypes sitting around that I've showed people. I'm just like, hey, look, I, look at this cool. dumb shooter that I made. Like that very good berserky. Yeah, look at this very good berserk kind of game that I've made. And I ain't done shit with. It was like, and then I was wait, wait a minute. I gotta program enemy AI. Fuck. <laughs> don't. Polly, I gotta. Don't, I, I gotta make AI program. work with walls, John. Polly, don't program AIs. Program like extremely simple patterns, and that's and then just mix them together. That's, that's it. That's all you need. AI does. AI shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> If you have an enemy that like reacts to shit, then you've already you've already you're already dead. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like, like it's like, like that Gojo thing. Like, look, I can probably I can probably put together some pretty good boss AI, but in terms of like getting enemies to move around walls and shit, it's like oh no, oh, oh no, I gotta make that happen. Every enemy's a fucking turret. There we go, solved it. Boom. <laughs> Every enemy is a turret or. A, mine a bouncy ball. That, a bouncy ball or a mine that moves toward the player. A bouncy, yes. A bouncy ball that just goes at 45 degree angles at all times. When it hits a wall, it reverses. If it hits a horizontal wall, it reverses vertical direction. If it hits a vertical <laughs> wall, it reverses horizontal direction. This is and totally that's it. not Evil Auto. It's, I swear it's not. <laughs> it's like the ghost from Splunky. Exactly. 
Now, enemies go through walls. This is a better idea. <laughs> I know, right? And don't let the enemy shots go through walls. And then you've created this cool paradigm where you are at the big disadvantage. And we just make all the enemies do whatever fuck shit they want. So long as they're within the boundaries of the room. Perfect. Or just have each individual enemy just script out a path for each enemy. <laughs> script out. Because, like, it's a berserk kind of berserk slash smash tv kind of game right so it's literally gonna be like hundreds of enemies that need to happen per room yeah i'm gonna sit down and modify every single fucking one here's I mean, my could, one like... room video game people i mean every enemy walks in a circle there you go and you put them far from walls <laughs> yeah right you could like program a path that they try to follow and then as they swarm in, you know, they yeah, get pushed yeah. out. They try to follow this path. Yeah, like the, like you can actually do like the path yeah. stuff in Game Maker is actually pretty good because I, I think oh, that's really? how John I think that's how John did all of his uh, enemy patterns in uh, Expanse was that he probably yeah. used the pattern the the uh, the path maker. A lot of them, mm -hmm. yeah, like the sine wave ones definitely were paths. Yeah, because sine uh, waves suck trying to program. I found they're real annoying. Oh, oh yeah, that's <laughs> like one of the first thing I. But you can actually oh. play with the, the path maker and you can operate how it, uh, like the speed and stuff that it takes at each point and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. so. What were you going to say, Rhett? Do, do you all remember in stage one of Hunters, towards the end, Avior follows you around? <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't actually exactly follow you. Mm -hmm. Like, he'll stay a few steps behind you. It's not like a ghost of you one second ago. Mm -hmm. he, actually, he actually follows you. Oh. Aww. That was real fun. <laughs> that sounds like it would be real. Man. He needs to know where to jump to not fall off the platforms. Oh, God, I remember much. that. And you're oh, doing man. that. You're doing this in Flash fucking 4. It's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. I could be like, I, okay, I could be like, never stop sneaking and only have three enemy types. Yeah, that's, and one of them's still a turret. And one of them's still a turret. It works. It works. No, I'm gonna do that... something with that game. I just, I like, I've had a couple ideas. I, I know. I've had a couple ideas for that game, but it's just like, man, now I've got to do the the hard part and actually make the game. Like, I know what I want to do for bosses and levels, but it's just like, oh man, now I've got to make enemies. Crap. Mm. When John said mentioned mentioned like scripting every single AI <laughs> man manually for every enemy, I was like, oh, like Half Life One. Like Half Life One, yeah. <laughs> But just make it a fucking boss rush game. Fuck it. I'll make it. I mean, I'll was... make it. I'll make it a teleporter maze boss rush game. John will love it. Perfect. I'll just put like because I made this really awesome warp. It's a really uh, mm -hmm. cool. Like I made a really cool like uh, warp uh, effect, and it's really neat looking. So I mm -hmm. made that, and I was just like, you know what? I'll just put a bunch of those in a room, and there's wrong ones, <laughs> and then they'll just send you to the wrong room. <laughs> John will love it. It'd be John's favorite video game. <laughs> It's a boss rush, but there's sliding block puzzles between each boss. I, well, I've got to know how to make sliding blocks. Let me open up Game Maker here. I don't know how to transfer. I don't know. No, how, I don't know how to transfer velocity from the player to a platform, oh, or from a platform to the player. I don't know how to do that. I'm stupid. Oh man, moving moving <laughs> platforms would be a pain. Oh yeah, moving platforms. That's <laughs> another thing I've not done. Do y'all remember when I spent like two years doing all that shit for Bullet Maze or for Bullet Phase? Like, you can push blocks in that game, and then there's, like, yeah. one level that actually does it. one level that does it! 
but it took four fucking ever. <laughs> you can you can push blocks and have them drop onto other blocks and then push the bottom one and they'll all move. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that ever happens in the game. <laughs> Polly, there's literally a step avoiding option in Game Maker where it just walks towards a point mm-hmm. but avoids solid objects. So oh, it nice. can just it's just automatic pathfinding for going around walls. Son of a bitch. I'm, uh, making, right a, I'm making a Berserk clone, everybody. It's Welcome right to the Cast episode <laughs> 111. I am your host, Polly. We are brought to you, as always, by Moon Pies. Moon Pies, isn't it weird how they're more of a cake than a pie? <laughs> I don't know. I've never had one. How have you still not found They don't sell. They're a local thing, apparently. They can't be a local thing because I know people that get them in like Michigan and California. They are so not a local thing because I got them in Georgia. I got them in Florida. I remember. You're Find not trying. Japan, hard. Sure. You're not trying hard enough. Do you think? Wait, wait. Doesn't wait. I thought you mentioned something that New Hampshire sort of has its own kind of like. It's called something else. I forget what. Moon yeah, Pie, like I, I wonder. Wait, no, cakes. What yeah, is something it? Something like that. I wonder if I they like. I wonder if they like actively force stores to not carry them, to to not carry moon oh pies. Oh my god! I wonder if I that's don't... an actual thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's been uh, your podcast. That's that's what we thought we would ruminate on today. We're glad you all came out. <laughs> to my immediate virtual right, he alone loves you. He alone tempts you. It's Rhett. Hello. Hey, are you? That was sort of a sultry hello there. It was. I have a question. What's berserk? What's berserk? Uh, berserk What's is yeah. a berserk. It's oh. a it's a really cool um, old arcade game. Uh, it was one okay. of the fir- it was one of the first to actually use uh, uh, wave based samples. So all of its mm. sounds are really kind of just terrifying and shit and. <laughs> So you, good. you go from like room to room shooting robots, and then after you kill all the robots in a room, you're chased by a bouncy smiley face, uh, uh, who okay. chases you to the next room, and he's no, he's called Evil Auto. Okay, I've honest to God never heard of that game. You're pulling oh, out such so an good. old reference. There. It's so good. It's so good. I'm just like call it Smash TV clone. <laughs> well, I can't call it a Smash TV clone because it literally came out beforehand. So it, it I like, I think it predates. Uh, no, I meant your game would be a Smash TV clone. Yeah, so my game would be clone. like Robotron, kind of. That's see, that's the one I always thought Robotron was like kind of the original of that genre. Well, I've never I mean, heard of Berserk. Like, I don't know if Berserk came out before Robotron though. Like, I don't know. Okay. The, Berserk uh... is 1980 apparently. So. Oh wow! Yeah, it definitely <laughs> it definitely predates. Uh... For what it's worth, I played your little prototype and I immediately went, "Oh, cool! It's like Berserk." Awesome, Weird. awesome. But I've got like cool guns and stuff in it. It's like, very cool. I got a gun that shoots knives that are neon for no reason. <laughs> I got a fart gun. You got the psyoc the psyoc. Yeah, it's a Sayaka gun, basically. Shit. But 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 like the knives are the knives are neon and they got they're colory. I, nice. I have so many I have so many S K A girls I love now. Um, so is Sayaka the maid? No, Sayaka. Sayaka's the who? Which one? Ma- Polly. Sayaka. Monica, right? It's Sayaka, the Toho girl. Okay, that is. The is Toho. it? Is it oh. Sayaka? No, Sa- Isn't Sayaka? Sa- Okay, Sakuya. Okay, yeah. Like, I'm just so confused. Oh my by, god! I'm so confused by all these sacks. <laughs> Sayaka is the blue Madoka. Yeah. Yes. 
And then and and Sakuya the, uh, is the blue maid. Is Sakuya, that's the one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what that gun is sort of a, a reference to. It's just little daggers. Um, very yeah. good. They feel very good. Yeah. Especially because yeah. I punched them up a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And there's, like, <laughs> oh. a, there's like a bad shotgun. I don't know what I oh, call bad shotgun. It's a bad shotgun. Every shot. It, well, it's got, Every a, shot. It's, it's got a very satisfying effect. I just kind of need to I need to tweak it a bit. Mm-hmm. Every, mm-hmm. every shotgun in an, every video game is either the best gun in the game or the worst gun in the game. There's yeah. never an in-between. Yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. usually how it goes. I think I remember there still being a little room for me to help make it match the animations a little better. So yeah, if you get yeah. back into that, just let me know and I can hop back near the end. I can hop back in and just tighten it up a little bit more. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. But I think we're like at a point now where it's it's workable and I could like start mm-hmm. working on this as a game. So yeah, like I might, I might start like, hey, yo, look, I made an orb and it bounces around the room. There's enemy number one. <laughs> I made that's, a gun so that follows true. you and it shoots at you. That is enemy number two. And that's easy now because there's automatic pathfinding. There's adam- automatic pathfinding. Well, and it's very easy to make an object point at another object. So that's yeah, that's not hard. <laughs> to my just, immediate... just look at Super C and Operation C and be like, how many of these can I copy? How many of... exactly? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's basically what I did with X Men. So I was like watching Project N three three. How many of these can I copy exactly? And exactly. then I did. It was exactly. great, motherfucker. It's fine. It's fine. To my me virtual left, don't fall away and leave love bleeding in his hands. It's John Thire. Hello. Hey. Hi. That's good. I had to follow it with the real high. Yeah, yeah. Had to make because like Rhett's over here getting real sexy on us and. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be a sexy one. It's. I mean, well, just, I mean, what podcast has is never sexy? It's got Rhett. Rhett's involved. He's here. That's true. Yeah. What I'm so, like. What are you saying? I'm just getting sexy now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, at the start of the show, I like. I, you know, you got to ease him into the experience, Rhett. You know, you know okay. all about easing him into the experience. <laughs> oh God. Mm-hmm. This is the podcast foreplay. This is yeah. <laughs> is the joke? Yeah. <laughs> So you're ready. You you sound like you are ready to just podcast like a motherfucker, John Thire. You, I'm you so just, ready. You are just you, so, so ready. So that's why we're going to talk to my good friend, Rhett, and find out what he's been up to. <laughs> hey, Rhett. You always throw him for a curveball. I know. What's up? Just, he, I just, boom. I, I just totally did a bamboozle on John Thire. Did you see that shit? I was like, that's, oh, shit, what do I talk about? So that, so that worked out? It's okay, dude. Have, this podcast is about nothing. This is a podcast <laughs> where it's literally just three idiots who get together every couple of weeks and say, I did a thing! Hey! <laughs> so, Rhett, usually... Rhett, what's the thing you did? What, do you, what, what is a thing oh, that you did? You ready for this hot banger? I'm ready that... for the hot banger. Are we jumping into it? The promised it on Twitter? Oh, no, that's the finale. Oh, okay. So stick around. <laughs> Red has an amazing it. Okay. <laughs> that's that's not the only thing he has an amazing. Uh, but 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 he has promised a big it on the podcast on Twitter earlier. Oh boy! So he's got he's got something to live up to uh, for his finale. But Red, what you doing? What you want to talk about? I play Katana Zero. Oh, boy. your favorite. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, the creators of Tower oh. of Heaven. Oh and no. Ahead. Oh no. no. Oh, don't say that because that makes me feel worse. Because <laughs> those games are great. Those well, games are good. Of, those games are really, really good. Head has the 
Oh no! Oh, our new our new viewer loves Katana Zero, so this is going to go well for our first experience with the Sox cast. Uh, welcome. <laughs> so Rad, uh, talk about Katana Zero. So, I I was on a bit of a slump, game slump. You know, I was watching a ton of anime last week and finally caught up and. I looked at my list of, you know, unplayed games and was like, okay, which of these speak to me right now? And I went through the whole thing, and the one that was like, I will play that right now was Katana Zero. And have you ever just played a game and been like, man, y'all really liked Hotline Miami, huh? (laughs) Where it's like John saying, like, just go through this game and copy every enemy type you can. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they played Hotline Miami and were just like... I feel real shitty having this conversation now that I'm like, man, I'm going to rip off Berserk! Hey, these guys (laughs) copy Hotline Miami! It's not just like literal... It's not even entirely gameplay stuff because it is a 2D platformer, whereas Hotline Miami, you know, top-down thing and and way more... It's it's guns, whereas this is swords, obviously. Yeah. But just the overall style and, like, the music stylings and the visuals and just everything about it is like, hey, y'all remember Hotline Miami? We did that again. Like, this kind of, like, made me... I played this and I was just like, man, like, Devolver Digital is just like, what if thing, (laughs) but also with drugs and violence? Yeah. Like, that is very much... That is very much the Devolver thing at this point. It it's such a weird or such a specific house style, basically, even though all their games are you are know from by, different devs. Yeah, from different indie developers. But you look at something like which I okay, this game I haven't played, but like Party Hard, I think, also seems to kind of hit it this has exact same style. Similar it, it's a like I feel like it's more neon and kind of very yeah. pop ish, whereas this is like mm, dingy video store but with drugs. Yeah. I've so, it's uh, it's it's 2D Hotline Miami with a sword. I mean, it's it's really not that similar. I think you that's do... a bit redundant. Like, even though I don't like this game yeah. at all, um, I think that that's a bit reductive because it does have its own feel. Yeah. Uh, and and the yeah. feel is what I very much don't like about it. It's just that's the so. Other thing. It's like floaty and i don't like how it feels moving from point to point mm-hmm. at all yeah there's so you can do a time slowdown thing but then your character doesn't actually move faster than that so it's just it's just everything slows down it's everything like, goes to a crawl like you're even you're moving at like quarter speed or whatever it yeah, is it's like when you have uh it, when you use the, the the slow gear in Mega Man 11 but you don't have the upgrade that makes you move oh, 50% yeah. faster like mm-hmm. it's it's like that uh if you need yeah. uh like a more uh a mainstream kind of yeah idea. it's pretty much exactly like that but maybe even slower yeah it's slower. way slower and there's no there's no upgrades or anything, so it's like oh, you... so the other thing, the thing I just kind of don't like about this game is I felt the level design like never really got expressive enough to where it wasn't just this is the thing you have to do to finish this level. Yeah. Whereas like... something like Hotline Miami, 
you can freeform your way through those levels in ways mm -hmm. like you can do it differently every time. Whereas I felt like there isn't player expression here. It's just here's because the thing you have to yeah. do and you have to do it right because these things are always going to behave in this one specific way. Mm -hmm. Like the enemy, AI, the enemy AI is much more predictable, I guess. And then yeah. the levels are just they're much narrower because like in Hotline Miami, you know, you can move in any direction at their whim so they can build levels out and kind of make them pretty large. Whereas in this, you're always constrained by gravity. So mm. unless they just want to put stairs everywhere or, you know, the levels are just kind of like, here's a hallway and then a door and then another room. And then, you know, oh, there's some, some stairs up to the next room, like very ABC in a row style stuff. Towards the end, they do get a little more open. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a few that kind of was like, okay, I'm having some fun here, and then the game ends. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> so, I did not finish this game. I quit yeah. I quit about four hours in. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that this game is not finished? <laughs> it's weird. So, like... Is this, like, that it, weird like weird cross-code thing, or... No, it, it's probably actually worse than that. Cross, cross... I know, I feel so bad for continually dunking on cross-code as well. <laughs> cross-code cross very much ends, and then it goes... If you get the true ending, it's like, unless... And then... Oh, no. Not even, not even like, unless, but it's like, hey, we'll do some post-game stuff, but it's not finished yet. But the game, like, definitely have a, has a story end. This game, Katana Zero... Ends basically with a uh, like Act Two of a trilogy. It it ends on like the Empire Strikes Back moment. Oh, weird. So like, a so thing... like the story's not finished, but yeah, like like June says, like the gameplay, like that's done. Like that game is what it is, and it doesn't feel unfinished. It's the story, and yeah. that be like th like that would if I hit that moment. Especially after being kind of as eh on the game as I am, it would have just pissed me off. Yeah. It was like, do you know how at the start of the game it says like 10 days remain or something? Yeah, yeah. So like, you know when the game is going to end. Yeah. That, that, that doesn't lie, basically. When it says like there's one day left, it's actually you're on the last level or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then things happen and I got real excited for the story for like a 30 seconds and then the credits started coming on, and I just uh -huh. went, "Ah!" Like they they tease a thing, and it was like, "Oh, okay." So it's like it's really kind of a weird ending. Yeah, that bums me out. I really, really struggle with that. Yeah, there's a part like two thirds through where these characters give you a choice to die or live. Mm -hmm. And, like, they say, like, basically things are going to go horribly wrong unless you die right here. So I chose die, and the game just ends. Oh, and nice. You can just and you can reload your save and just, you know, keep actually playing the video game. Okay. <laughs> so okay. It's weird. It's, like, it's wanting to have a choice moment and not really doing anything to earn it, I guess. Right. Right. Like, this is a game I really wish I liked, though. I, like, yeah, it, that's it the thing. It bums me out. It really bummed me out that I, like, it just doesn't feel... Mm -hmm good to play to me um yeah so i'm not gonna say it's like oh it's a bad game like i'm not gonna yeah. say that i'm just gonna say no, it is it's a predictable style from a predictable publisher publisher yeah um and it's not maybe 
there's words I have for this that yeah. I just can't. I but, can't. I can't verbalize them for some reason because I'm an idiot. I mean, Zach I asks if it's better than Azura's. Did Azura's Wrath um was the DLC out when the game came out? Or no. Did you have? Oh God, man. Uh, okay. Azura's Wrath was a whole big fucked dumb stupid thing, but and it was mm-hmm. basically Capcom at their worst. That was Oof. real bad, yeah. I won't it's literally it the that. ending of the game is DLC, and you waited a month to buy it. Oof. Yeah, that one's real fucked. They've said the story continuation is this is going to be free, but that was like almost a year yeah, ago now. Yeah, it's been over a year when I checked on the status of yeah. this game. And when you do that, like, yeah. anytime... I think there's going to be expectations. Means... Is when you put out the thing, I don't think it's wrong to have expectations of, okay, it's been a year since this game came out. I, it, maybe yeah. it's my fault for not reading more, but when I go in to play the game, I would hope that by this point, it's done. Like, I didn't buy, um, let's say, I didn't buy Toho Luna Nights and then go in oh. and get mad that it, that only the first three levels were finished. No, I waited a year, I came back, and I played it, and oh, hey, the only thing that's not in here is the bonus dungeon, which they took three months to put in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was labeled as early access for a while. Wasn't mm. it? I, I don't, don't dislike. I don't dislike this game. I just, I wanted more from it. I guess because, like, like I said, like I went in with super high expectations because everyone loves it. And it was like the game on my, you know, checklist that I was like, oh, the most excited to play in a for a minute. Mm-hmm. The I island think, on your island checklist. Yeah, yeah. Like this <laughs> is definitely like Some island this thing. was definitely like. All right, New Year Gaming, let's go. I cannot wait. Here's some games that I'm going to play at the start of the year, and this was on that list. And unfortunately, it just doesn't land for me. So if I, I want to hint at some story stuff, because mm-hmm. one part made me laugh because it was literally something John had talked about. Okay. Go so in, the, in this game, you can slow down time. Okay. And like that, that makes you super strong, because, you know, you have... Because in, in the slow down time, you have extremely good reaction time, mm-hmm. and like you can hit enemy bullets back at them, which you wouldn't be able to do in real life, obviously. Obviously. But basically, there's this scene. There's there's these interstitial scenes with a therapist who gives you this drug, and then it is kind of later revealed that the drug is related to your time powers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a character later on who's just like, you know that you're absolutely fucked once that stuff runs out. Polly, you are typing so loud. It is. <laughs> it's not a podcast until somebody types very loud into the mic. Basically, <laughs> a, basically a character threatens you and says that once you run out of that time juice stuff, mm-hmm. your perception of time is just literally going to stop. It's j- yeah. So you're not going to die. You're just even going if you to do die. Yeah, you're you're going your existence is going to stop. And like I'm like that's literally something John posted on his horny Twitter. <laughs> it really is. Of being like stuck for 5000 yeah, years be, in an Yeah, instant. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that's where you, It's like the horniest thing for John now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like, so getting get stuck in purgatory hell of your own mind basically, uh-huh. yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Okay. Yeah, like, I like that idea they, of being stuck in the purgatory of your own suspended mind. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Like, the story the story does go interesting places. Like, they play with the time stuff more than I thought they were going to. And, like, there are some hints at more 
than there actually is with the conversation system where you can like you not, as aside from just for this sorry <laughs> you can choose different options to how you respond to people and like they'll yes. either like or dislike that and you can also like interrupt people by clicking too quickly and mm-hmm. they will generally not like that mm-hmm. and there do seem to be some alternate ways things can play out but at large like the story happens the same way no matter what yeah I guess there's like an optional boss if you do a extremely specific series of choices. I was just wondering if there was something like in the conversation system where if you just chose all the asshole answers or was just a dick yeah. to the kid or something. I tried. I tried to be a dick to the kid, and it just it, it won't let you. Uh, it won't let you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering uh, yeah. if there was anything like anything dynamic to all that, yeah. or or if it was just kind of like there's flavor text uh, between the, missions. Probably the biggest one is you know when you go into the hotel and the the receptionist is like, "Oh, are you a cosplayer?" Yeah. <laughs> so like that made so, me laugh. I like that. That was a cute moment. So basically, when you when you exit and the cops are there, she'll talk to you again. And like you can blow your cover right then, or keep the disguise. Basically, that's so she'll she'll either cover for you and be like, "Oh, he's a cosplayer." He's, he's a cosplayer. <laughs> or I was I was just like, I think I said it, it was cosplay on my way out, and she's like, "You said it was a bathrobe, but the first when I came yeah, in, yeah, get, yeah, get him." And then the cops, I had to kill everybody. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's and just then, it's just cops. Who cares? Yeah. What what then? But then afterwards, your handler is like. Yeah, we had to dispose of her to the receptionist. Oh and no! You... Oh no! And I like <laughs> and the I... receptionist. I guess if you don't, if she survives that encounter, she shows up in the last level as a, as a receptionist somewhere else. Oh, nice. <laughs> but that didn't happen for me. What? See. So so after that, I was like, oh, I'm gonna obey the handler, and like, there's the prison level. So I did the whole stealth thing, which was extremely like Is guided it, like hopefully it's not as bad as the stealth in in hotline miami one was i mean it's just like you ca- you very see the like the one path through basically because mm. oh, okay. otherwise you're just gonna immediately get spotted and have to kill everybody right well you, well, you don't even like, get that option in hotline miami it's just like oh you're you failed it back to the start like oh no. yeah oh, that, god that section was rough it was real that, bad it's pretty bad so i finished this game I was a little disappointed by it, but I, like, I could see myself playing it again because I think there is still something to the gameplay. Mm-hmm. The only thing I there's a dodge roll, and the dodge roll is like better than the time stop for some reason. Yeah, yeah, which is weird. So like, towards the end of the game, when it started to get relatively difficult, like I would practice a level like using the time stop a lot, and then once I've done it like twenty times, it's like okay, I just know the exact timing, so I don't even have to use the slow mo anymore. Oh, so you just like <laughs> fucking roll through everything. Yeah, it's basically like, nice. okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this up, open the door, throw the throw the Molotov, roll, stab that guy in the back, you know, just Yeah, yeah. Attack to deflect a bolt. Like I'm not even using the time shot because I just have everything memorized. And that's what I think is the problem with the game is that you can kind of just It's very memorize easily paths. memorizable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder what a speed uh, run of that game looks like, and if they're all as like straightforward oh. and 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 follow one very specific strict line. I mean, that's kind of every speed run, though, so I won't fault it too much for that. Well, but, yeah, no, I bet no this... but it's just it, it's just interesting to think about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure they they're not using the slowdown either. <laughs> mm. 
because that loses your frames. Gotta, you lose frames but, on yeah. that. Man. You lose a lot of frames in that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I really like quickly, this. go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. I I like this dev, so I'm, I'm interested, but I don't. Yeah. I don't want to check it out until it's finished. <laughs> There's that. Me. Yeah. That's my that's my speed. <laughs> Go ahead. There's, this, there's this other game called uh, My Friend Pedro that came out, and yeah. everyone was just like, oh, yet another time-slowing-down shooter. And it's just like, and it, oh, and it's got that same, like, in, in Devolver's behind it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, I, I don't want to pick, because I think Devolver has been a net good for the indie community. Oh, definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. But wow, do you kind of start noticing a very specific yeah. kind of style from them. Like, do you want like, Devolver to pick your game up? Just ask yourself again, what if feng shui, but with drugs and violence? <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick, I played one other game afterwards. So um, I'm coming off this, I want something to kind of scratch that same itch in a similar vein. And I was almost like, oh, I'll, play, I'll finally play Hotline Miami 2, which I didn't. Uh, I, I ended up blasting through the game called ape out oh hey. oh yeah which is it's a top-down hotline miami-ish <laughs> from devolver <laughs> from devolver devolver hey there's no there's no drugs in this one at least that's a good point but yeah you play as an ape who needs to escape <laughs> basically it's ape so escape it's, all, it's the ape escape sequel we've all been waiting it's for the, it's the gritty reboot because this game is <laughs> This game's hella violent. It is ultra violent, yes. You'd think in a game where you're... Pl- I almost said it's melee only, and then I realized a whole component of this game is grabbing guards and making and them fire their them. gun on... <laughs> so, like, when you grab a guard, he'll fire his gun, like, exactly one second later, so you can just grab a guard, point it at the other guards, and have him shoot them all. That's really cool. It, it's wild, and then you can throw them, and there's one level that takes place in a skyscraper, so you're just throwing dudes out windows and shit. That, like, th- was, this sounds like the kind of fun player expression that I wanted in Katana Zero. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I felt, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Or it's felt, I felt like, when you, so when you die in this, it shows you the map. So mm-hmm. you have a rough idea of where you were. And it shows you which path you took. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're really big levels. But it's like, the game, the, the, the game isn't kill every enemy. It's get to the end. Just get out. So, Yeah. So you can be, you're generally avoiding like as much as you possibly can because it's just keep running, just get away. Enemies don't have like this huge aggro range. They only, you have to be pretty close for them to see you. Yeah. And you can, you can sneak up behind them and stuff. So yeah, it's just, it's more about just flow, flow and movement and like getting to the end and like, oh, that guy shot, saw me. So I'm just going to grab his buddy and, you know, and just like, shoot it, each other. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking human shields with the gorilla. Like, yeah, like, this game looks and sounds really, really fun. And there's a really cool system where the music is all percussion. Yeah, it's jazz drums. It changes based on what you're doing at that moment. So, like, when you grab a guard, like, it'll kind of get more excited than like as enemies are dying and dying like the music gets louder and louder and that's then... so f- like th- like i love dynamic music systems yeah. already but this sounds like it's on an entirely different yeah. fucking level it is i think you kind of start stop to notice it after a bit i think the problem with this game is that 
it's very short, like really short. I think I beat it in about a couple, two hours, like mm-hmm. three well, hours. It's... Yeah, but this does not sound like a yeah a mechanic, a set of mechanics and a, and a vocabulary no. that carries it that carries itself for a very long time. No, because I felt like at the end of the first world, I was like, "Is that it?" And then the second world, they're all different stories. Basically, like world one is you know jungle. Uh, base basically that you have to escape and then the second level you just start at the top of a skyscraper right and have to go down mm-hmm. and then eventually escape from there mm-hmm. and then like third world is like military base so like the, and the music style changes a bit between each one but basically the mechanics never change like by world three i was like yeah i got it <laughs> cool i felt like the game could have maybe just been the first two levels and kind of said all that needed to mm-hmm. It, it still it still sounds like something that I'm probably going to check yeah. out at some point because it's just like definitely like like it seems to scratch the itch in a way that Katana Zero yeah. just isn't going to for me. Yeah. So, oh, so that's body worked on this. I didn't know that. Who did? Oh, interesting. Bennett body the the um, oh Bennett body over. oh interesting. Co-op. Cool. Not just co-op. There's the uh, get getting over getting it. over it with Bennett Foddy. Okay, and, that... and Warp, the, the one where you climb a mountain. That one's also good. Mm. Okay. I actually like that more than Quap. All those games, but with a gorilla. Yeah, there you <laughs> I don't think that's what this is. No, no, it's not, but I'm saying you should put a gorilla in getting over it. It'd probably be easier to play as. A gor- no, you, you, it's getting over it and it's the same, but a gorilla is trying to kill you the whole time. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> so you're one the of the guards. Wins. You're one of the guards, and you've got to quap your way out of the situation. <laughs> and you're in a cauldron, and you can only move with a stick. <laughs> I think that gorilla's winning in about five seconds. <laughs> less! Less! <laughs> So, uh, I'll throw it to John. Nice. There you go. John, what you been up to? Let's start with a little shmup section to kind of follow up last time. Remember, um, last time I was trying to play beat Life Force in one credit? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I succeeded. Very nice. Pretty badass. I, I no-missed Life Force. It felt you no-missed it, too. Yeah, like, you not only won CC that you no-missed it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's be clear. You won CC'd it. And had a death at the very end, and we're so distraught that you had to miss it. <laughs> well, it's the most bullshit death in the game. Honestly, those hitboxes are bullshit. Those hitboxes on those fucking beams are completely wrong. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> so fast. So that's why I didn't. I didn't think he should feel bad about dying there because it just seems completely random. Mm. Well, this was uh, this was also I did the first clear when I still thought that the only way through stage four boss was to flip a coin. <laughs> um, and then I got a, oh, and then right. I got a, a slightly more consistent strat, which I got to use three times, and then I no miss the game. Nice. So, but I did, I did find a more consistent strat for the evil bouncy ball boss from hell. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now I've been life, now I've been life force. So the next, next one for me is Gradius two. Woo! That that that, <laughs> that is infinitely more doable than Gradius three. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm not. I wasn't planning to. Ch- that wasn't next in the queue. Yeah, Gradius yeah. 2 was, was Arcade Gradius 3. Mm. Maybe SNES Gradius 3. <laughs> arcade Arcade Gradius 3 with the no slowdown patch. <laughs> they, should, they should make that. They did. Some people think... beat it. On the arcade version. That's what I said. Oh, yeah. They God. also did. 
That was on one of the PS2 re-releases. You could turn off. Oh my god! I did. I was joking. Oh no. <laughs> so, so that was a fun. That was a fun adventure because Life Force is weird. It's much more like puzzly yeah. and set easy than Gradius One. So there's a long stretches of the game that are kind of easy once you've learned them. Um, and then like bizarrely really hard parts. Yeah. So it was a, it was a very like awkward, cute, interesting, clear. Mm-hmm. And I had a good time with it. And it was still like only 13 minutes or so. So it was a, that that's a, not a very exhausting clear to pursue, I think. No, no, I think yeah. that like of all the one CC shmups that you could have pursued at this point in time, especially when you're dealing with arcade shmups in particular, like <laughs> Life Force is definitely like, I'm not sure it's one I would have recommended because it's not really one that I really think about much, but it's definitely one where I looked at it and go, oh yeah, that makes 100% sense that that's yeah. where you went. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the uh, Konami arcade collection mm-hmm. for that. So then I, I actually beat a two loop scramble, which felt nice. Yo, scramble's uh, so good. Scramble, scramble is such so a, lo- it's such a lovely little game. I know. And it's so, and it's nice because there's no power up. So when you die, you just are at your same strength. Yeah. Uh, it just feels nice. <laughs> like uh, I, I could played not... the shit out of that on the DS. Nice. Yeah, it just feels good. I could not figure out stage four consistently. Yeah, it's where the missiles hard. are coming up at the top of this. Like you have like very little time to react. Yeah, to the it's yeah. By that point, it's kind of bullshitty, but but it's, like that, it's not a long cool. game though. So getting there is not really like yeah. if you lose a one CC there, it's no big deal. Exactly. Because that, so game, is, that game is literally five minutes. Yes. Um, I, and I know people can figure it out. There's a strat for it where you just, like, are constantly moving, like, yeah. in anticipation of it shooting up. Mm-hmm. And then you can then you can react in time. Yeah. I, I could not quite nail it down. But it's it was still very cute and felt good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one I actually had the most fun with of all of them, I played the shit out of Twin B. Yeah, Twin B is really... <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan. Like, I don't like the games that okay. much. But uh, I'm interested in hearing about this. So I played a bunch of the original arcade Twin B. Um, I actually downloaded Daytona Twin B yesterday and played a good chunk of it because it's it feels great. It's mm. the it, that's the mid '90s one that the second arcade game. It, it's just beautiful and it feels fantastic. Very pretty. Um, so, can I? But, do you but know I the played, whole? Yeah. Sorry. Do you know the whole, the whole timeline of this series? Was Stinger like an NES original? Oh, yeah. You know, Stinger was... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Twin B, then Stinger, then Twin B 3, which didn't come out over here. Yeah. Twin B Game Boy. Yeah. Daytona Twin B. <laughs> Twin B SNES. So, so a lot of them were yeah. home only at that point. Yeah. It was pretty much okay. just... And then Stinger was like the only one that came out over here, basically. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I didn't... See, I didn't know. I thought there might have been an arcade version of Stinger. Mm-hmm. No, that was Twin B two, basically. Cool. Yeah, and th- and then Daytona Twin B is the second arcade game. So there's three arcade games and a bunch of NES, three NES, and they did yeah. remake, they did port Twin B to the NES. So they had all three games on the NES there for a bit. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, this is a Xevious clone. I think it's fair to say because oh, you have yeah. a. It's it is a scrolling map where you have some enemies you can only hit with the bomb that targets right in front of you, and some enemies you have to fire in the air mm-hmm. and you shoot oh. clouds that clouds come by <laughs> and then bells pop out and then you bounce the bells in the air as you're shot and every now and then they um change colors and then if you ch- snag them that's how you get your power-ups and if you snag chains of bells without letting any of them drop on off the screen 
then you can it goes from like 500 points to a thousand points to two thousand points five thousand points to ten thousand points so if you just keep keep juggling the bells and not um and collecting them without them falling off the screen then you can keep getting like ten thousand points over and over and over again and it feels real good so many points in a video game remember when that happened Remember when you had those points in video games, man? It's fucking I know. wild. That's where shmups are, scoring systems. Yeah, I know. So this is the... I did not engage with the scoring system in Life Force much, but I do engage with it here. Because mm-hmm. um, I got to... I finally... I, I I sort of one credit cleared it. Or I sort of no missed it, because the... It's very ambiguous where the ending of the game oh, is. Oh, because... yeah, 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 because it loops the way it does. Because mm-hmm. of how it loops, and because the the airborne enemies are out of sync yeah. with the background enemies. Yeah, it's <laughs> real the weird. The background keeps scrolling w- during the boss fights, so whatever the alignment of the regular enemies and the background enemies depends on how quickly you kill the bosses. Mm. That's wild. <laughs> and the, there's about six levels worth of background and only five levels worth of bosses. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So I got to like level seven and nine hundred fifty nine hundred and fifty thousand points. So like a hair, a hair under a million. So I've actually been loading it back up because I want to get. A, I got to like level six mm-hmm. um, before dying. So I want to like get into like level seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And also, I really want to crack a million points. Points, nice. points. See, June in chat is making the shmup without lives or score. We're gonna hate oh, it. Shit. Just it's like going into the socks cast dumpster. Yeah, right in. Oh no, no, absolutely. Uh, uh, keep us apprised of that because we like shmups a lot. Mm-hmm. And also, all of us like Red made a bunch of shmups. Yeah, like Red has made a lot of good shmups where the score doesn't really fucking matter. So, and yeah. and they and it don't have lives either. I honestly forgot that I just put a score on there, even though it doesn't do anything at all. <laughs> and then I made the two without any lives or. Or score before making X-Men. Yeah, you are like, actually a really good company here. <laughs> yep. Don't worry. Okay, that's but I do, still, I do like the arcade style. Um, I also tried a bunch of Thundercross, um, which is which is mostly a little bit weak, I think. Um, but it has a very cool stage four boss. Mm. Because the whole game, you're chasing down this diamond that's possessing all the bosses. And then it has this really cool sound as it comes into the screen and possesses the bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the start of stage four, the diamond comes in before the music starts, possesses the boss, and you realize the whole level is going to be fighting this one giant the battleship. The one and giant. The music starts. Yeah. And it's like this cool metal tune, like the best in the game. Yeah. And I was just like, oh boy, yeah, I'm on board for this. Oh, this is my shit. Um, and then the diamond doesn't show up at all in the last level. So that's that's a big old missed opportunity. Yeah, sure is. Um, I Talk think about so. I, just almost having your narrative through line and dropping it at the just ten yard line. Just whiffing it, just totally whiffing it. Mm. Um, I have a Thundercross fan friend who says that Thundercross Two does plays a lot better. Mm. Yes, uh, uh, I like Thundercross Two a bit more. I'm not super. I'm not super jazzed on the first one. Um, I I also play the Japanese version because the American version they basically just yank out half the weapons yep. and they change the option system for way for the worse. Oh yeah. And they add this dumb, smart, ugly smart bomb thing. It's, it's very uh, much like a case of like a Konami game getting like just completely gutted of anything that makes it good when it comes, when it leaves Japan. Yeah. 
because um, the coolest thing with Thundercross was that the once you get fully powered up, it just a you can basically recover from anywhere. Like I yeah. didn't have any trouble getting recovering um, because it's easy, and um, I, I was at the tail end of my shmup binge, so I didn't clear it. I was like, oh, I want to do other stuff now. Mm. Um, but and, and the coolest thing is that once you're powered up, you can collect power ups and get temporary power ups that make your gun like really strong for a little for a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I I, I really like that because it in something like Twin B, like I get fully powered up in the first level and then the power up system doesn't matter for the rest of the game. Mm. Um, and then I just die instantly once I, I, I game over instantly after dying once. Yeah. And this, it's, this, it's a much more thoughtful, modern system. I think, cool. um, super Zalixer does that. Yes, I really like that. Actually does. Mm-hmm. So power ups don't matter versus something like Toho mm-hmm. where after a certain, after the first level, yeah. or you need to be at full power at all times or it's yeah. pointless. Or, and you don't, when you die, you only lose a little bit, so you can still recover. But the peas yeah. just stop mattering for most of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's tried to address that, like in uh, Mountain of Faith. I think your bombs were your, your power. bombs are your power, and I that like I think that that's a good give and take. Uh, yeah, but, like but yeah. everybody fucking hates Mountain of Faith because it's very straightforward. Yeah. But I I think it's actually a really good game. Mm. And and Subterranean Animism does the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like both. I like those. Yeah, uh, I like those approaches. Um, so, that was my that was my shmup binge experience. Um, I had cool. a good I had good times with them. Um, Shmuppage, bro. I know. <laughs> um, so I want to play more Daytona Twin because it's very pretty. Cool. Um, there's one more kind of light one I think that I can mm-hmm. just kind of hammer out. I did finish Queen's Wish: The Conqueror. Mm. Uh, I've, I've never <laughs> even heard of this. Mm-hmm. So this is the Spiderweb software. Who has been making? It's it's this one guy. It's Jeff Vogel, and he's been okay. making um, been making indie RP indie PC RPGs since the nineties. Oh, he's, this guy. Okay, yeah. I know who this guy is. Um, and he's got like twenty five games because he's just been cranking them out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they're mostly like pretty well liked. Um, the people that really that like Spiderweb software RPGs really like them. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then the brand, the brand spanking newest one from 2019 was Queen's Wish: The Conqueror. It was a new engine, new approach. Is this um, the one of... where you had to do a colonialism? <laughs> yes. Oh, this is the one where I had to do a colonialism. Um, and it had an iPhone release, which is new to the series. Oh. And I was like, oh yes, I can play this on the go now instead of a, playing a, a game where I have to use a mouse and keyboard, um, which isn't which stop makes it stop being a game and makes it work. Um, so I was really on board with that and I started playing it and it took like two months and like 50 hours and I finished it because it was a, turned out to be a very beefy experience. Yeah. This like, this one ended up going on way longer than I thought it would, because I thought you would either tap out or that the game was only maybe 10 to 15 hours, but no, this (laughs) game is a beast. Mm-hmm. He, this is a this one he took almost two years on, which said normal because <laughs> most of them he gets done in about a year. Mm. Um, but this was a brand new engine, a brand new world, um, shining like of, a pearl, the whole new world. <laughs> uh, only only Rhett will get that. <laughs> okay, I, I looked at a blog post and he summarized all the things that he thought were going to make people mad about it. His fans that would make people mad about it because it changed a lot, mm-hmm. and all the changes made me happy. Oh, <laughs> like. You don't get experience for 
beating random enemies. You only oh, get experience right, you right. the dungeon. Yeah, like, yeah. Cool. All right, awesome. You have to actually finish the quest to level up. Um, you can re there's skill trees and you can respec at any point. Nice. Uh, which is at any point while you're in your base, so that you can't just do it in the middle of a dungeon. Well, that's fine. Like, look, any game that lets you respec or change the way your characters are built and doesn't like hide that behind some either like insurmountable like resource dump or just like oh it's hidden in some really fucking weird way if a game lets you respec that's totally awesome that's one of the big reasons i like labyrinth of toho a lot mm -hmm. enemy um people that aren't in your party level up at the same oh pace as shit <laughs> oh shit so basically any point you can completely retool your party loadout because people of from the different cultures have different kind of um not like different cultural abilities that based on like it's not like based on race okay <laughs> i was, I was I, see that's what i i didn't want to say it because i was gonna it's pray that it's not, that's not what it is it's not based on race it's like oh this culture does a lot of magic so mm -hmm. they can do ma a lot more <laughs> the mages it's not racially based it's culturally based mm. they 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 specifically um they specifically have a bunch of varied races in each of the three nations that you conquer, cool. which was nice a little bit because there's some loaded stuff happening because it's very much because the game literally has conquer in the title and it sort of engages with a lot of the. It's very much predicated stuff. on you doing the colonialism. Yeah, because your mom really wants you to. Your mom will really love you if you do the colonialism. <laughs> mm hmm. And it leans into that, especially during the climax in some cool ways that made me happy. Mm hmm. Um, it's like, it's, it's based on like, there's a lot of like Catan language and how you manage your resources. Cause th when you build up your forts, that also makes you stronger in combat. Oh, right, right. Um, and all the quests like give you more resources for your forts and that p feeds, it's a bunch of like pleasing systems where the colonialism feeds into making you stronger. <laughs> and then the writing is all tied to wrestling with that and it's not like i don't think it's probably like a super like thoughtful deep text look at that but it like mm -hmm. wrestles with it a little bit it just enough to make me happy like there's there's melancholy moments right right that needed to be there i think and and you can also say no as far as i understand but it, then your just, mom won't love you and then your mom will get mad at you and i had could not deal with that <laughs> Um, oh yeah, and June says June points out there are no trash items. Mm -hmm. um, in the previous games, you go around and pick up like cup, spoon, fork, and you whatever, sell but... those probably for i for, for money or drop them later because you run out of inventory space. Mm. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and then in this one, it's like no, all the items are useful, and if you and there are items that are just like useless, but then they instantly convert to money when you pick them up. Oh. Oh, that's not so, as exciting as having to lug it back to a merchant, isn't it? I know it's so. Oh no, I'm totally, uh, I'm totally on board with just immediately finding trash item and converting it to money. I think that's great. Yeah. I, like Torchlight had a great idea in that, like you had a pet, and when you were mm -hmm. full on trash items, you could load the pet up with trash items and send it back to town, and it would just come back like <laughs> a minute or two later with all your money. And like that's a real fucking smart idea. <laughs> that's awesome. Um. And the combat is all on a grid, um, mm. and all the fights are on the same map that you are exploring, mm -hmm. which I like. And 
also they're all set up like ahead of time. Like they're kind of they're, they're scripted. Script, it's like crypt. It's like Chrono Trigger, where there's every yeah. enemy encounter is is specifically set up for every area. Yeah. So yeah. it has this very nice like handcrafted feel to all the dungeons. So even just like you're doing just like just like everybody's dungeons. just like everybody's favorite video game, Final Fantasy Thirteen. All the go. fights are scripted. <laughs> they're scripted. They're right there. They're 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 all catered to that area. So even don't you? Okay, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, don't you fight like some of the same mobs though, like seven times in a row? I just don't know. If it's in different. It's in different configurations. Well, they play with it in different configurations, and then like they 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 vary up how each enemy configuration plays with each. So like you have to kind of play around with your paradigms a bit. <laughs> To deal with the very like, like yeah, you are gonna fight like okay, yeah, like this is the fourth encounter in a row that has a Psycom trooper in it, but there are also like three other different types of Psycom troopers that are doing different things, so you've got to alter your paradigm for it. Okay, so they mix it up. That's all. They mix it up. They mix it up. They keep adding. They add and subtract to the formula. It's fine. I said. I have. I had a. I had a um moral choice. I bought Final Fantasy Thirteen last year, um after selling it in twenty ten. Um, <laughs> wow! That's later. literally like everybody's story with that game, though. They played it and were like, "No, this is bad," because IGN said it was bad. And then they sold it, and then now it's just like, "Oh, like in 2020, it's okay to like Final Fantasy 13." <laughs> and then yes, and then like a month ago, I had um, a moral choice where Final Fantasy 12 was on sale, and I had a thirty dollars PSN gift card, and they also had Saga Scarlet Grace, and I was like, I. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. And I went with Final Fantasy twelve. I thought Scarlet Grace oh, was wow. like the I thought Scarlet Grace was the no brain like RPG site gave Scarlet Grace their RPG of the year. How fucking crazy is that <laughs> that in two wild, yeah. that in the year two thousand twenty a saga game is getting the kind of love that Scarlet Grace is getting. And John Fire John Fire was like, No, I need Final Fantasy yeah. twelve. This is like when you passed over fucking Dark Souls for a year because you wanted to play Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, Remember that saga of the podcast? Remember that? Remember when we went through that bullshit? The Final Fantasy XII was 50% off. Saga Scarlet Grace was full price. So, like, I could just jump in and buy Saga at any point. It'll be the same price. But that was, like, a deal. Saga is just not worth full price. But but Final Fantasy is worth half price. Saga's worth full price, and I'll buy it at any point. And Final Fantasy twelve, yeah, it's worth half price, probably, maybe, in the updated version where I actually get the the cool shit to play with, in, like a lot um, earlier, a lot earlier instead of twenty hours in or whatever. Yeah. Um, so Queen's Wish, the the fighting <laughs> is very. I played it on. I played it on veteran mode. Oh. Um, oh. And it made oh. and it made the fights like very crunchy, and it's mm-hmm. incre- completely open ended. So like from ha- a half hour in. You can just go to any of these quest lines across the whole world and just chew your way through it. Um, so because it was hard, I would like go like 20% into one of the country's quest lines and then it would get hard. And then I'd go do 20% of another ones and then I'd go 20% of another ones. I just kept like poking at the bo- at the edges of what I could conceivably win. Uh, and it was a very like nice Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. Like it felt reminded me of, like Dragon Quest 3 where it's just this very nice friction mm-hmm. to exploring. Um, and money mattered for the whole game. I cared about money for the whole game. Um, cared about XP. I cared about all my resources. That Um, is a hard thing to do over the course of a very long RPG is to like, because at some point in every RPG, yo man, money just becomes water. 
Mm-hmm. And that never never really happened with this one. Um, I kept thinking really hard about my character builds. The mm. the final the final boss fight, is, the final gauntlet is very taxing, um, and very it was very exciting to kind of puzzle my way through. It took me like two hours. Mm. Um, so basically, it just like all the numbers, all the number crunching of an RPG. This just kind of nailed. All the little puzzle fights, it just kind of nailed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really open-ended, so you can just explore and do things um, and poke at these different challenges at your leisure. The dungeons were like decently varied. Like A lot of it comes down to the same sort of rhythms where a lot of the combat fights, you kind of figure out a strat, and then you can apply that to a bunch of different enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's repetition there. Mm-hmm. But like I didn't really feel like there was... And then the climax was like really exciting. Um, and it had a, a, a cool mystery at its core that the resolu- the answer to the mystery was suitably like interesting. Oh, nice. So it was just kind of perfect. Oh damn. <laughs> damn. Which is sorta of, which is sorta of wow for like a fifty hour game. Um and like it's it's a very humble kind of perfect. Um where it's you know, it's this very jank clip art. Not clip art, but well, it is clip art. He did. Spe- he does specifically like pull assets from like open license resources. Hell yeah! Hell yep. yeah! So especially sounds. There's no music. Oh, oh, that's 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 a little. Oof. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, 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 a game gets its identity from having a really good soundtrack, and that this yeah. does not. This, is, this one doesn't do that. It's, it is a old school. RPG. Understandable. With... I mean, I get what that, yep. that that's exactly what he's going for. And that's that's totally mm-hmm. cool that you stick to that vision. Mm-hmm. And this is the first um, classic Western PC style RPG that I have finished. Oh, wow. You've tried it's a the, lot of these. I have poked at like 15 or so. I think th- like what was KOTOR, the one you got the longest, the farthest in? Prior no, to this? I started Co- I started Coder after that. Okay, after this one, okay. I haven't given up yet, even right. though it's bad. <laughs> no, um, oof, oof, oof. Did you um, not? So you never finished Fallout? I never finished Fallout One. I want to go back to Fallout One because I'm pretty sure that one's good. Yeah, that's Fallout the other one, one I thought. Yeah, like, like was your kind of big? Like, hey, these are good. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the good one. But I, I like had to go on a journey to arrive at being it being good in my head, and then by the time <laughs> I was at the end of that journey, I wasn't ready to keep playing it. So, so, I'm you never fin- so you never finished Mass Effect either. Oh no, I, I dropped out like the last planet before the climax. <laughs> That's the best part. But to be fair, Mass That's Effect literally is when bad. the game quote unquote gets good. Cool. So to be fair, Mass Effect One is bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mass Effect One I... is not like <sighs> like if I ever like I don't like if I ever play the Mass Effect series again, which I probably won't. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like I've had my fill of that, but if I ever did, like I have the like the story so far thing that you have uh, that you can play before playing Mass Effect Two that lets you carry over decisions from Mass Effect One, so I don't actually have to play Mass Effect One. I can just play the story so far and make the decisions, and then import that save into Mass Effect Two. Yeah, I remember when I first started playing Mass Effect and realizing, like, oh, this is an RPG. Like, if you use the sniper rifle and shoot somebody in the head, that doesn't mean that you doesn't just mean, shot them in yeah, the head. Yeah, that doesn't mean... Well, it means you shot them in the head, but it means you did maybe four hit points of damage. And then it does a dice roll, yeah. They made it much more of a 
proper shooter with the second one. I'm yeah. glad to hear that because yeah. Mass Effect 1 was pretty rough. And also, I remember hearing people like rave about certain story beats in Mass Effect 1 and getting to them and them just being the most clunky, awkward things in the world. Like, oh man, the reveal of the Reapers is oh, one of my favorite God. moments in no. storytelling. Man. And then you get to it I... and it's this jank ass <laughs> Sonic Adventure cutscene. <laughs> And it's just, they don't know, and I'm playing Coder, and every cutscene is like that. They don't know how to make movies. They don't know how to do anything. <laughs> they barely know how they to They don't make know how to write. They barely know how to make characters feel like characters. They don't know how to make fighting feel good. No, they don't. Like, Not the in only those early th- games. Oh, boy. The, like, the one, the best thing in Coder is the music, and it's by, like, a, a, a rapist. So it's like, oh, cool, oh. great. It's so yeah, it's the Jeremy Soul joint. So is Mass Effect, I think. I can't remember. So that's not great. Sorry to sorry to bring the food down there. It's just like, oh cool. This is not a great vibe. Um I, I like I like the one thing in coder is um I, I'm gonna go back to that pretty soon. Um <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I went all last year without giving up dropping a single game that I'd like committed to. Holy shit. I know. That's so I'm not gonna break that streak for coder i beat it i i didn't break it for sweet code and i'm not gonna break it for code <laughs> god Ugh. i'm trying to think if i dropped anything i think i don't know oh i did drop something this week so yeah <laughs> i know like, what I, you dropped this week and it made me mad i know your playtime i saw it very angry at you <laughs> There's a okay. couple things we'll talk about it later. I'm, we'll talk okay. about it later. We'll talk about it later. I'm gonna get back to that. Sure. We'll talk about it later. There's a couple of things where I like played 45 minutes of Golden Sun and I was like, nah. Golden Sun. Like, look, man, Golden Sun are okay RPGs if you are uh-huh. 15 in 2003. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I played it and I was like, oh, it feels like Arafel. Oof, <laughs> oof, oof, oof. Yeah, Arafel was One probably heavily influenced. Oh boy! Um, so that's my. Do you have any questions on Queen's Wish the Conqueror? It's much better than every Bioware game. There you go. <laughs> put that on the back. Maybe, put that maybe on the back Baldur's of the box. Gate is okay. Maybe Baldur's Gate is okay, like because it's two D, so it probably feels better. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it has good writing instead of bad, bad, boring writing by shitty with shitty writing. What about Neverwinter Nights? That's that's three D and it looks real jank. Mm. It looks like an it looks like an early two thousands MMO, well, but like I as mean, a single it's... player RPG. Yeah. Oh yeah, y'all like P- that's actually the best thing about Coder is that when the just exploring the little worlds kind of reminds me of PSO. John, I bet I bet Tango Gemini is going to recommend the Sonic game. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe maybe Bioware has some good stuff in maybe. there. Maybe. Maybe. Besides Mass Effect 2, which I'm pretty sure is good. The best Bioware game is MDK 2. Boy, I called that one. Yeah. Also, MDK 2 is really good. Yeah. All right. Points. It's Bioware. Points Bioware. They made a shooter before. A bad shooter <laughs> of Mass Effect. That's it. I, I think I probably should have held off on Queensware. So, Polly. Yo! What have you been up to? Well, uh... Last time we were together, I had played yeah. through Shin Megami Tensei Digital Devil Saga One. Ooh, that did you pretty well. I that was a good time. That was it. That was mm-hmm. some good crunchy 
Digital Devil Saga-ing. It was some good crunchy dungeon crawling. Felt real good. It beat my ass when it was supposed to, and then I beat its ass when I was like, hey, I know how to play the video game now, and I'm smart, so watch me do the thing where I know how to exploit a thing or two because your systems are a little exploitable here and there, but not so exploitable that I still didn't get my ass kicked once or twice by the end. Um, So, and then I was like, I'm going to put off Digital Devil Saga 2 for a while, uh, maybe. And then I didn't, mm-hmm. and then I then I decided to play Digital Devil Saga too. Mm-hmm. Um, and how to treat you, man? <laughs> there's something about this game that when I started playing it, I had an uh oh go off in the back of my head for some reason. It kept screaming. It kept saying uh oh, uh oh. It was like ICQ. <laughs> it was like ICQ. It was going uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, like very I much guess that like reference. that. We're old. Um. So, Digital Devil Saga 2 has an entirely different setting than the first game. In fact, it would I would almost say it is, like, 100% the opposite direction of where we had this kind of, like, dead and lifeless junkyard uh, kind of setting in the first Digital Devil Saga. We moved to kind of, like, the real world, I guess, is what it is. And it, even though it's still kind of, like, dead and desolate in a lot of the same ways as the junkyard, for some reason, I just feel way more disconnected from it. Mm. Um, mm. Like, it is a world where the sun shining turns people into stone because it's a weird virus going around. Um, mm. They're still trying to play into that whole, man, you gotta eat people to live, and they're still not delivering <laughs> on that at all. Like, it, it, it's just like, look, man, you all wanted there to be a way to, for me to earn abilities in the video game and you're trying to make it a narrative point too, but I'm still not buying it. Cause I literally don't see anybody eating anybody. Cause it's not edgy enough. <laughs> like it, like this game needed to be more edgy. It's really oh what God. it needed. Like it literally needs to be more edgy. It's kind of part of the problem is that it's not edgy enough. It doesn't go far enough and make, it's not making me believe the stakes is this, um, like, not a direct story sequel? It is a direct story sequel in the fact oh, that it, it takes place literally five minutes after the first one. Oh. Like, okay. it, you jump yeah. right in uh, mm. to, to, to after the conclusion of Digital Devil Saga and the crazy shit that goes on there. And then you're kind of just thrown into this new world where there's kind of, like, they're telling me there's stakes, but I just ain't believing them. Like, and not like, like good steaks, like isn't, I want to nom nom eat steaks. Like, no, there's not those. Cause if they promised those and they didn't deliver on them, I would not like this game even more than I already don't like this game. Um, so, hmm. but there's just something about this game's story and setting that feel entirely off and bad and it's not resonating at all. Like, and it's trying to tell me more about these characters that, like, I was only getting hints of about in the first game. And it was just like, I'm here. There's something here. There's meat here. And then they d- deliver on the meat. And I'm just like, I, I don't care at all. Oh, no. Um, so, I don't know. Like, and this is kind of like, they're trying to be edgy with the story. But I guess they're just not going far enough or something. I don't know what it is about this story and these characters that... I had an interest in in the first game and they only hinted about whereas now mm-hmm. they're starting to tell me the concrete facts and it's not that the concrete facts are bad it's just I, I for some reason I'm sitting there it's washing over me and I'm like ain't give a fuck dude just don't care 
brutal. It's, it's so weird, and I don't know why it's happening. Um, so it's a dungeon crawler. We go back and we just, at least there's that, right? Like mm-hmm. I can just like, ah, I can still sink mm-hmm. my teeth into some good dungeon crawling. The dungeons are bad. No. Oh God, they're bad. <laughs> I knew that when I got into the second dungeon, and it was just like, here's a four stealth sequence. Oh no! Oh, right. And then it's just like, oh, there's only actually one way to do this sequence as well. And if you don't figure it out, it. Oh my God! So it's one of the worst. <laughs> it's one of the worst points of bad game design I think I've ever seen. Where if you fail the stealth sequence, you are thrown into an unavoidable, unrunnable battle, where the enemy gets first turn, can and will wipe your entire party. So, you get to set through your characters getting killed for about 30 seconds while this boss does what it's going to do. You, get, you have to sit uh, through the loading screen to get back to the title screen. You have to reload your file. You have to spend about a minute to a minute and a half getting back to the room where you lost to try again. And if you fail... It's that whole one to three minute cycle all over again. And I spent like an hour trying to do this. There is literally, there is literally only one path through God. Like, because it's, it's a, it's a forced chase sequence. And Mm -hmm. there are also like barriers that you can run into that stop you for two seconds. And then you can start running again. But there's really only, like, one definite path and definite timing through this entire sequence uh, to get to the end to where you need to be uh, that, that, that will get you through without you actually running and bumping into the boss and initiating the fight that you can't run away from or... Yeah, it's dumb. It, it was just like, wow, I almost wanted to put the game into the paper shredder that I have that, that also destroys discs. I, I can't believe you fucked with that for an hour. I fucked with that for an hour. And it was like, I think I okay. Would do then... it like for, I would give it like 10 minutes and just look up YouTube like, what's the path through? I, I, I you know me, I'm stubborn. and you pro- stubborn? Pro- I'm stubborn and to the point where I probably shouldn't be. I should have probably just looked it up. But it was just like, Whatever. We're done. We're out of here. We did it. Let's get back to the good, needy dungeon crawling and, and building my characters and stats. And it's good. Woo. We're doing it All again. Good stuff. All right. We get to the next dungeon. The next dungeon is a straight line. <laughs> the next dungeon is a straight line with locked doors where you go down twisting hallways to the left or the right to open the door down the middle. To, to proceed to another locked door where there are twisting paths down the left and right sides. <laughs> those are two of those dungeons in a row that are literally just, it is a straight line and then you go down alternate paths to unlock the door and then walk all the way back. So that's dungeons three and four. That's dungeons three and four. Oh man. Then I get to dungeon five, which is where I kind of just stopped playing because <laughs> guess what we got was it a straight line with some winding paths that no, 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 no 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 it is actually a dungeon with lots of paths 
It's okay. a teleporter maze. It's a teleporter <laughs> maze! And it's the kind of teleporter maze where you'll go and you'll get to a fork, right? And it's choose left or right. But Oh, no, wait, no, these are three-pronged forks. So it's choose left, uh -huh. right, or center. Uh, choose the right one, or we're going to fire you all the way back. Uh, to make all the same fucking teleporter choices again. Fun. Yeah, it's real fucking fun. And all of the fights are just the mo with the most annoying enemy types that they could pack in here. Where it's just like, I probably don't have a weakness to get more press turns for these kinds of enemies because who invests in nerve skills? Nobody, literally nobody, buys Tintarafu willingly. <laughs> and that's sort of where I'm at. This dumb mm -hmm. game is like, oh, look, the fucking teleporter maze. And, like, the first time that I went into the wrong teleporter and it booted me halfway back through the dungeon because it's just, that's all this dungeon seems to be. It's like, it's oh, there's also, like, a darkness gimmick and there are also certain rooms where you take damage. So if you didn't buy <laughs> the items to, take, to not take damage or to light the rooms back up, you're fucked. Um, the first time it shot me back halfway through the dungeon, but because I picked the wrong goddamn door, I just turned the game off. And it's like, I didn't even save. I don't know where my last save is at all. I just turned the game <laughs> off. I was so over it. Man, like, I don't know what happened to this game. Everybody's like, oh man, now you get to play the good one. I'm like, what are you talking about? I played the good one when I played Digital Devil Saga 1. That's so weird. And, like, this is the one where I talk to people and they're like, oh, yeah, now you're finally playing the good one. I'm like, what are you saying? Huh. That sounds yeah, like it might it, be a sunk cost thing. Where, okay, maybe oh, this... I got all the way... Okay, it does. Okay, Jetstorm in chat says, no, DDS2 is not the better one, apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw you talking to Lafayette. Yeah, also thought the first one's way better. Yeah, like at least a couple people are with me in that. Like, no, yeah. the first one way better. Apparently, like there's a very bad final dungeon too, which is real good. <laughs> it's fantastic. Like that's what you want. You want your final dungeon to be the worst one. Do you know? Do you know how it's bad? Do they elaborate? I don't know how it's bad because I okay. was like, don't spoil me. I don't want to know how it's bad because there is a chance that I may go back to this game at some point. I may look up. Yeah. I, I, I may look, look up the teleporter. Yeah, maze. I might look up the teleporter solution because fuck teleporter mazes. Teleporter maze. If yeah. you have a teleporter maze in your video game, guess what? <laughs> you have made the laziest game design <laughs> decision of your life and of your career because there is not a person on the planet Earth who loves teleporter mazes, who thinks <laughs> that puzzle mazes that have no fucking logic, if there was, like, something that could even telegraph, what, well, okay, well, what's the right path to take in this teleporter maze? Because, hey, guess what? I've played games that do that. Where it's just like, oh, it's like a repeating dungeon or something. Where, guess what, man? Ocarina of Time. It's got a fucking teleporter maze. Guess what it does? It telegraphs you on what the right thing to do is. There's a teleporter maze in East 1. That makes sense. I was just thinking, because like, I played East Origin, and like that has a teleporter it has maze, a teleporter but it's maze, like, but it's, very but it's like small. small. 
Uh, it's and... not labyrinthine. It's not the basis of the entire fuck dungeon. Yeah, it's it's just big enough that it's confusing. Where like, but it's also big enough that I, without pulling out a pen and paper, I could like kind of keep a pretty good vision of it in my head. And you can see a bunch of other parts of the level yeah. from your vantage point. It's very so fast as well. Like this is any, this is I like can't, there aren't any chests that I missed. Yeah, yeah I, like, I can see that. This is that era of East game that is very fast too. Mm-hmm. Where like if you if you run into the wrong mirror, you're literally back there in 15 seconds because you can just run past everything. This is yeah. this is a game with random encounters with a very high random encounter rate, obnoxiously Ugh. high at some points because it's literally like I took two steps. Video game, I think I deserve a little more than that. But yeah, I'm not enjoying Digital mm-hmm. Devil Saga 2. Like, just from the fucking jump of just like... It's weird how immediately you kind of sensed that something was off about this one. Like, I weird. don't even know why, but just like the the setting, the story, the characters all feel wrong now. And I don't know why. I wonder how you would have reacted to this. Probably the same, honestly, if you'd come at it like a year later. Maybe. Like, maybe even like half a year later or something. Yeah. Like, I had originally planned of maybe coming back in a couple of months, but like, mm-hmm. I was like, I, I still want a dungeon crawl. I still want to yeah. fight things uh, and see numbers <laughs> pop out of them. I, wa- I wa- Probably wants to fight. I want to fight. I want to fight. But yeah, um... Man, for some reason though, DDS two not clicking, and I ju- I don't know if I'm gonna go back to it. Like, mm-hmm. life's I, too short. It might be like like I don't know how far I am into the game. I, I've put I think sixteen to eighteen hours into it so far, and the first one was uh, about thirty five. Yeah, I think it's about the same length. So. Like, I'm maybe about halfway through, and, like, if there's more just awful, shitty dungeon design... Like, there's not been a good dungeon in this game! (laughs) None of them have been good! Like, look, I'm fine with dumb box box and corridor mazes. I'm fine with that. Give me that. That's what dungeon crawling is, for the most part. But it's just, like... There's something very insulting about a hallway that it, yeah. you go down a little bit and then it gets blocked off again. Now you go down another dumb side path. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And they did that twice. They did in it a row. twice in a row. And they, they did the same thing with DDS1 where they had two dungeon types in a row where they had like the, you fall down, like you stepped on a thing and then you fall down one floor and have to come back mm-hmm. up if you fuck it up. <laughs> they had two of those in a row and that didn't bother me as much as the dumb hallway for some reason. This, the, <laughs> this hallway just sticks in my fucking craw and I don't know why. It's sort of like that. Go ahead. The ultimate would be if you get through the teleporter dungeon and the next one is another teleporter dungeon. I would just, <laughs> I would literally take the disc downstairs to, to, to my, to my paper, to my paper shredder that also has a disc destroyer on it and just run that motherfucker through. <laughs> It's real satisfying when it, when, you, when you put discs in there. Right now, it just feels like I don't know what this game could do to win you back, so I'm not sure. If it yeah, doesn't sound like I don't back know. To. Like, like, yeah, like, and I don't even like like the character progression system feels a little more grindy than it needed than it used to be as well. Mm-hmm. 
like uh, you're still learning skills in the same way in that you equip a mantra and then you devour enemies or just fight more fights to get you know to get the skills that that are listed on the mantra but the way the grid is set up like you have to go through and like, I don't know like I, either I'm yeah. doing like they say that you can work together with characters to open more mantras and it's just like you know what it would be real easy like it, I don't really see how that works like if you like surround certain portions of the grid you can open secret skills I guess like if like so you can like work together to have characters unlock secret skills in that way but you still have to like put on the secret skill mantra to learn it hmm. I don't know it just mm-hmm. feels more grindy <laughs> to me and I think maybe it's because like I don't know I don't know Fucking, <laughs> I just, like Fuck I, it. just even talking about this game I'm just like I don't fucking care (laughs) like it's there's just something real bad this isn't even a game losing you this is a game like making you actively hate it yeah like the more i think about like going back to playing that game it's just like i gotta do the fucking fucking teleporter maze and like probably experience more bad story like i don't even know if the story's bad i just don't care for some reason like for some reason when we changed the fucking setting you lost me entirely so that's why i thought like when you said it was a totally new setting i thought it wasn't a direct sequel instead it just seems to kind of jump cut with the same characters (laughs) i know know the plot twist at the end so i'm like okay yeah i know the different setting yeah like the different setting and it's just like for some reason like as soon as i booted that game up my brain was just going oh no (laughs) oh no (laughs) Uh oh! Uh oh! Uh oh! Digital, <laughs> digital devil. This is such a this is such a bummer because like you played like three Idea Factory dungeon crawlers in a row that, <laughs> oh, that bummed you the fuck out. Yeah. And then you played you played Digital Devil Saga. And I was like, oh oh, it's like air after being faith restored <laughs> after I dumped Idea Factory forever. They're they're done. Idea Factory's done. By the way. And this, and then this just pulled you back underwater. Like, nope, <laughs> you don't get good dungeons, Polly. Oh yeah, like the, the way- DDS two has a great battle theme. Holy shit, it's so good. Okay, this, you said one nice thing about it. Yeah, there you go. My my requisite one nice <laughs> thing about everything that I hate. <laughs> the way you talk about this, like with the whole like eating and like edginess thing, it does sound like those Idea Factory games. Where like they they they, they have an idea and they talk about it, but it's not really yeah. like all that important anyway. Like shares in Neptunia, like oh, oh no, it's God. like like these actually mean something. No, they don't. Shares were so fucking stupid. It's a lit- it's literally just a way for you to lock endings, you dumbasses. It's a way to you to make me grind. I'm onto your bullshit. And then they don't really do anything with it outside of Rebirth One. Yeah, they really don't. Like they meant like like. Yeah, yeah. Like they try they try it with Meganep, like and the shares literally do nothing in Meganep, even though like there's like a direct cause and effect. Like you die in battle, your shares actually go down. Like if a goddess huh. dies in battle, your shares for that nation actually go down, but it literally affects <laughs> nothing. 
like I don't remember it affecting anything, but I do know yeah. that like if Blonde died, Louise's shares went down. Which it whatever. But anyway, yeah, DDS2 just not clicking for me for some reason. Oh. I don't know why. It's so weird. Man, Man you, need a, you need a good dungeon crawl. I'm trying I'm racking my brain like what <laughs> What would do? What would do the trick? Like what? Just would, play Labyrinth of Toho. Just play Labyrinth again. of Toho two again. Like that's all. Mm-hmm. I think like like the only thing that I'm bummed out about that is like I literally lost a file for the Let's Play, so I can't. Uh, like that's why I'm bummed about that. Is that like um, I like? Yeah, like the the files. I was are even thinking like, oh, you've got that unfinished LP. You could pick that back. Yeah, up. that's why. I kind of, that's why I put the videos to private on my channels because like the Oops. save file is for some reason, inoperable. Or, or it's unoperable by the game. For some video reason. games are bad, actually. You loved Etrian Odyssey 4, but then EO5 kind of lost But then EO5 wasn't that good. Like, EO5 mm. just kind of was boring. Yeah. Okay, I've, I've got it. What you got? Instead of a game that you don't like the sequel to, what about a game you didn't like the good sequel? Persona <laughs> Q2. There you go! <laughs> just buy that. It's like 19 bucks now. Because nobody gave a fuck about that game. Okay, okay. Wow. Different strat. Load up RPG Maker, make a good make dungeon, a dungeon crawler. crawler. Right? That's your only option now. I could do that. I think I could do that. You could make a great RTP dungeon crawler. I'm pretty confident. Yeah. No like fucking they're... random battles. No random or... battles. All the battles are scripted. Boom. Yeah. I think it can't... And no teleporter mazes or fucking door mazes. No teleporter or door mazes. Oh. I can absolutely... Like, tell you what, man. I'll, I'll even put push and block puzzles in. I don't, <laughs> I don't even like push and blocks. I might, hmm. I, might, I might even program a fishing minigame. I might do it. I might do it. Mm-hmm. There, there was some game a long time ago I was playing. I think it was a Saturn RPG. It might have been Shining Wisdom. But anyways, oh. it had a teleporter maze towards the end. And I think I just never finished it. Because <laughs> like I was I said, like man. trying to map it out with paper, and I just didn't fucking care. Like I said, if you are resorting to teleporter mazes, you are a fucking hack, and you have reached your literal creative <laughs> bankruptcy. If you, if that is how you make your video game, <laughs> I feel like John is getting John is sitting. John is sitting. Right I didn't there. have a teleporter maze. No, I don't it's... count facets as a teleporter maze. Yeah, I just okay. had. I had the... I had the door it's maze. It's a maze with teleporters, though. It's like, see, the there's no teleporters is, in the whole game. There's just doors. It's just oh, doors. Okay, that's different. You wouldn't know, of course. You wouldn't know because you didn't play Pathfinder. I it's... played that first floor. <laughs> the doors felt like teleporters. <laughs> I guess, okay, I guess the difference is you can go back and forth, right? Whereas yes, the teleporter I think the actual, I think the actual event in the RPG Maker editor is called a teleporter. <laughs> it is. No, I mean, the doors aren't, though. The doors are called are door events. The doors are yeah. just door events, okay. but they activate the teleporter, the teleporter event. event. Well, because you're moving the player. But exactly. I think the difference is on those, if you come out, if you go into one and you come out somewhere you don't like, you can just turn around. Whereas in DDS2, it just sends you back to the start and you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the you remember the teleport maze in Chrono Trigger, in in that Asla's weird and like weird and incomprehensible. Like what the fuck? Why is this here? It's like it's like half finished where they don't have an animation or something. So yeah, it feels you just like you you weird. run in and it feels oh, like a right. bug. It feels like a bug. It, it feels like, like a bug. Like I never figured that, out how to get yeah. the chests in that room either because I was just like oh. I hate this. This is awful. Yeah. I just want out. <laughs> 
that dungeon is like the one part I think that game drags a little bit, and yeah, just the a little bit. The teleporter doesn't help because they make well, you do that right a... after. Ma- yeah, it happens Vegas right after Magus' yeah. castle, so it's just kind of like. <clears throat> I still like it, especially because the climax of it is so good. Oh, the climax is great, but yeah, but stuff like the teleporter. Makes... Yeah, like the teleporter maze just doesn't make sense. Like it's not hard. Like it's very easy to fucking just fudge your way through it. It's but it's just like what? Why is this happening? What is? Nothing signifies is... that this is gonna happen. That this is gonna is be a thing in the, t- in the prehistoric age. Yeah, well, why is this a thing? <laughs> like of all the places. Yeah, it's not in the ten thousand BC one. It's not where in the ten thousand BC the magic one capital. where they have teleporters. Fuck everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> They actually based it on dinosaur design. Oh my god. But, <laughs> I, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm going back to DDS, too. It's just like, if it lost me that early and it's just this kind of, yeah. uh, I might just like watch a Let's Play or something at the end and see how they wrap it up. But, because it's just like, oh, I don't want to fucking touch that. And then it turns out it gets really good immediately. And then you're like, oh, oh that shit. fucking make shit. me real mad. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, like all of a sudden, like oh man, you're like the best dungeons, right? It's next. The best dungeons next. All the well, best you, boss, the best puzzle boss fights are next. If you heard that, then you could just actually go back to it, though. But no one here can tell you that. <laughs> no yeah. one here can tell. You. Like I think well, Beepner is the only person that's played that game, and I, he probably doesn't even remember. Because his knowledge of that game seems like a little spotty. I think Jetstorm mm. played it too, but yeah. Hey, are the dungeons shitty after the teleporter maze, or does the game get good again? Thank you for farting. Dances with the loose. You just gotta fart as a response. <laughs> I just gotta fart as a response. I play sorted like a week, a long time ago. All right, no one, That's nobody fair. knows. Nobody knows. That's fine. Okay, I'm probably gonna do Nocturne for my next Mega Ten. Then I was kind of eyeballing DDS because it was short. I know Nocturne's got some. I know Nocturne's got some nightmarish dungeon design too. But yeah, but that game is a nightmare. That game <laughs> is just a nightmare box. <laughs> it's a hell. It's a hell box. It's a hell box. You, you jump <laughs> into and and then you're just tortured. It's like it's like. Um, I mean, the box is hell- red and glowing. It's letting it's like you a Hellraiser know. artifact. Yeah, it's a Hellraiser artifact. You know what you're and getting was, into uh, the moment you open that box and put that disc in. You're just like. Okay, let's just do it. Rip the bandage off. Let's go. <laughs> Which is just how I like to feel going to games. Good video games, man. Good video games. We'll find them. We'll find them eventually. I swear. Okay, anything else? Um. Well, I guess I think... what? Guess what? I'm gonna do a quick. I'm. A, I'm gonna pull a quick curveball on you. You know how I do? Yeah. I usually do them at the first of a at the first of a segment. The 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 part where I talk about things nobody cares about. We got a quick music corner here. I'm not gonna bother you too much. But Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats, Kenny Beats just released an amazing 18 minute EP called Unlocked. Um, it's it's just 18 minutes of bangers and it's 18 minutes of fantastic production from Kenny Beats and fantastic, amazing performances from Denzel Curry just going the fuck off. Um, apparently they created this in a span of 24 hours and it's, it's, it's apparently <laughs> wow. just, it's apparently just this 24 hour kind of like we locked ourselves in a room. This is what came out. And then you kind of, you you do a little bit of a touching up and, and, and punching it up, you know, of the week or two afterward. But, um, 
yeah, um, it's I, Denzel Curry only keeps getting better and better um, with every project he puts out, and this is no exception. She's like, yeah, it's like your favorite rapper, Denzel Curry, here in 2020, keeping the fans fed once again. It's just he doing what he do, and he do it at a level that I don't think anybody else is doing right now because nobody in the rap game, I feel, is as exciting as Denzel Curry is, uh, just nice. straight up. Like, I don't awesome. think. Yeah, and, and uh, Kenny Beats has worked with other people you've heard me talk about, like JPEG Mafia, so you kind of know what you're getting into beat-wise with just – very weird off the wall shit uh but for like a 24 hour project this is a very cohesive 18 minutes it's got a very um it's got a theme that kind of runs through it uh that runs through the way that it sounds and kind of the way everything's put together and it's just yeah like i said 18 minutes of a dude going off of, of two very talented people a bouncing energy off of one another uh, and it's just like it's barely contained in this one little span of time and I usually hate EPs as the thing so mm-hmm. so for me to actually like th- like Denzel Curry has released other EPs and I it's like whatever didn't buy them mm-hmm. didn't listen to them because I don't think that that is a good enough amount of time to to, to really bite into a, to a work uh, but I think that with Unlocked, you get what you get in 18 minutes, what you would typically get in like a 32 minute album or something. There's, it's just so dense and it's over so fast, but it's, it's, believe me, it's amazing. It's great. Cool. Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats, Unlocked. You know, so during the break, Oh, no. We were listening to uh, we were listening to music from Batman the Video Game for Sega Genesis, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So there's a reason I chose that game because it was on my mind today. Because I was digging through my uh, Genesis games earlier, mm-hmm. and I noticed that I, you know I have a copy of Batman the Video Game for Sega Genesis. As you should, it's a good video game. Uh, it's an underrated platformer for the Sega Genesis platform. What I'd never noticed, and I don't know how this escaped my vision in the past, and I don't know how it's not been mentioned like other places online. I looked at the back of my box, and there are two screenshots for this video game that I'm holding in my hand. They're not screenshots for the Sega Genesis version of Batman the Video Game. Oh no! There for the NES version. I, I already there. found a scan. Holy shit! These two games look nothing alike. There is no amazing. way you could confuse them. There is no way you could conceivably confuse these two video games. And I don't know how this is a thing that I only just noticed. <laughs> so there's your weird bit of fucking trivia that I somehow did not notice. <laughs> Having owned this game for quite a while, like when did, when did I buy Batman? Like when did I get a box copy? I got a box copy of that game probably around 2006 or so. Um, so okay. So <laughs> I was like, oh, it's 1991 on the box. Yeah, it's 1991. Right, right, right. But I didn't get a copy until 2006. But how did I never notice or even mention? Oh wow, that's wild. That 
the Genesis cover actually uses NES screenshots. That's fucking wild to me. The NES game looks that good. They were like, well, that's not the NES version, obviously. Right, the NES How version. How did they, they just had those laying around? It was like, eh, I think that looks I like think Genesis. it's the exact same images they used on the NES version, too. I think it's the exact same. They uh, can me do more Google. <laughs> NES Batman box. Like, I am pretty damn sure those are the same two fucking images on the back of the NES box art. Oh, wow. Fucking Streamlabs actually tells you when it's a gifted sub now. Okay. Neat. Sorry. That was a weird tangent. I think you're right on the NES box. I can't find a good... Mm. Oh, there's there's one. Yep. <laughs> it's the same too. Wow. That's great. That's cool. Like, because, like, you have, funny. To, you have to imagine the people that were doing box arts and, and, and cover... Uh, and, like, the cover text back then probably didn't know a lot about what they were doing anyway, I don't think. Like, I have to imagine they just got people in the office like, yo, write about Batman. That's wild. That's crazy. Like, yeah, but I yeah, think they like, look... I don't know how I didn't notice this back when I uh, originally got a box copy. Yeah, those are the same fucking screenshots. <laughs> That's wild. I wonder, is it the same fucking copy text, too? No, We're just sitting here reading this now. I'm I'm just looking. This is like this. Is, okay, I don't think it's the same copy text different. though. Yeah. It's not the same copy text at least. That would have been good. <laughs> this is no kid stuff. No kid stuff. This is as real as video gaming gets. It really is when you think about it. If you it. liked what you saw in the movie, you're gonna love what you see here because this time around, Batman is all business. Wasn't it like a meme for a little bit that Batman for the NES is nothing like the movie? He's That's bad. Per- he's blue. How- why is Batman blue? <laughs> because the backgrounds are primarily black. They make excellent <laughs> use of that. Good lord. Yeah, like the art design of Batman in the NES is incredible. It's a gorgeous yeah. game. Like, it is an amazing looking game. Like, I, I don't think that there's a game that, that, that handles that dark palette um, as well as, as, as that game. There's no other game on an NES that handles yeah. that. It's really cool. Sunsoft, does, Sunsoft do good. They did good, and then the 16-bit era happened, and whoop! <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Later! <laughs> so, Rhett! Hi! We're going to circle right on back to you, picking up where we left off. How, how you doing? You got more podcast in you? I got a lot more podcast in uh, me. I hope you all are ready. Hey, I hope you're ready. I still got a lot of podcast in me as well. Oh, boy. All right. Oh. I don't have so, very much podcast in me. So that's, I mean, like, <laughs> I have plenty of podcast in me, but I don't have any, I don't have too much, like, John podcast you, left. There's so. no more John juice left, you're saying. We're out of I'm John saying, juice. I don't, I don't have too many more specific things, so it'll even out, probably, if you well, both have a lot of stuff. <laughs> I, I was like, why is he doing shmups and Queen's Wish? That's two bits. But... I know, it was, it was, it was kind of silly. Um, but I'll be all, so that means oh. I'll be done pretty quick. That means, one hey, thing... that means, hey, like the, the good part of the podcast is coming. Not a lot of John go. in that back half. Anyways, I keep forgetting to mention that Life Force NES was the first shmup I ever played. So it does kind of have a special place in my heart. That and Stinger, right? Yeah, Stinger, Stinger and no, Life but... Force are the two that I heard you talk most about. Yeah, but specifically, Life Force was the first, the and I first. Okay. Had, had literally never played anything like it before. Mm-hmm. I was very bad at it because I didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> God, I think, man, 
Like, nah, I think Defender was probably my first shmup. Yeah. Like, you know how there's, like, kind of a blue section in the first level? Mm-hmm. That's, like, 30 seconds in? Yeah, yeah. I got to that and was like, oh, this is level two now. Oh! <laughs> I was that bad at that game. <laughs> my and first shmup I... was Raiden 2. Nice. Wow, that's a... It was the first one. It was at the arcade pizza. I was oh, at the pizza wow. place I went to. Neat. And then, and then my first home shmup was Blazon. Oh, oh no! God. <laughs> Oof! Oof! I wish you could blaze off. Jesus! Continue, Red. So I played uh, Katana Zero and Ape Out, and I was looking mm-hmm. for something basically to completely different. Mm-hmm. So I still watch Giant Bomb videos, mm-hmm. and I rad- watched a random one from a few years ago where they're playing XCOM and I got that itch. I was like, mm, I could go for some XCOM right now. Yo, man. Mm-hmm. XCOM oh, Enemy Unknown I, I, is real good. It's really good. And XCOM 2, one of my favorite games like ever because that like was real high on one of my game of the year lists. Yeah, like, it was. I just, just straight up did like multiple playthroughs of that game in a row. Which surprises me because XCOM 2 is the one like people really just don't like that much. I think I think people have turned around on it probably because there's such a big mod scene and there's there's some huge expansion for it that I haven't played that that like also really changes things. Well, the I long think the war issue... expansions seem a little overdone. To me. Oh no, not not the long war. Like there's an official one. Okay. Like, oh, oh, with it or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then, so I watched an old Giant Bomb video where they're playing XCOM, the first one, where you know, enemy unknown. Not not really the first one, the the modern one, the, yeah. the Mortal Kombat Nine. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I listened to the twenty a twenty twenty Giant Bomb podcast, and Vinny's on there talking about XCOM Two. What? Which he which he is actively playing right now. Oh, Apparently, okay. it's like a he's been playing it for like a month, and they're making fun of him because that's literally all he keeps bringing up on the <laughs> podcast. Because <laughs> January's been so goddamn slow. Oh well, yeah, he's, January's he's dry just as still far. playing. He's just still playing XCOM 2. I mean, that it, I can see playing a good video game for a month. It's it's just wild though, where like those guys usually bounce off games really oh, quickly. Yeah, yeah, so it's just yeah. like week after week he's bringing up XCOM 2. Yeah, like and I'm pretty sure he has a press account for things yeah. like Steam just like everybody else in that office likely does. So he could be playing literally anything. Yeah. But, but I don't think anything XCOM. really came out this month. But anyways, I got the XCOM bug, and I almost reinstalled XCOM 2. Oh, wow. And then I realized, oh, wait. I've got a game I bought, like, two years ago that's very similar to XCOM, <laughs> funny enough. Huh. So I was just in the perfect mood to play, drumroll, Mario plus Rabbids oh, Kingdom Battle. wow! <laughs> wow! This one's finally coming up. I got this, like, pretty close after I got my Switch and just never played it. Like, there was an excitement to play it, and then it just went away. And then I found it. I found the right moment where I was like, mm, yes, I, I need some XCOM right now. Please give me something similar. And this is a game where the developers of this game were not at all, like, coy in saying that, like, yeah, we played a bunch of XCOM when making this. Oh, no, they are very fucking open with the fact that XCOM was a huge influence on this game. Yeah. It's very obviously a huge influence. Like, there's, it's not the exact same, but it's so, it is so incredibly similar. Just the movement and <laughs> so Mario and Luigi just straight up have Overwatch as an ability, <laughs> <laughs> and 
and it just makes me laugh every single time it triggers. It makes it me, is the... like, imagine those XCOM 2 mods, but they've just got Mario and Luigi heads. It's... <laughs> this game, honestly, at times feels like I'm playing one of those weird Steam mods, because... That's really awesome. So, anyway... So John asked, "What's what? What is Overwatch? Overwatch is a move where if the enemy makes a movement, and one of your characters can see them on on their attack turn, mm-hmm. it'll go into super slow mo. Your character will jump out of cover and shoot them <laughs> while they're moving. <laughs> fucking Mario! It's like... yeah, fucking fucking Luigi jumping out of cover in slow mo, dumping on fuckers." <laughs> and it's even wilder because in this like you can upgrade your it's not literally called overwatch it's just the exact same but you can upgrade it so that they'll get multiple shots during it oh wow so luigi <laughs> also luigi has a sniper rifle because why not fantastic and he can fire three times during his overwatch oh my god so there are times where the enemy will move and he'll just pop out and just be like boom 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 enemy dead <laughs> Just fucking ex- super fucking Luigi executing these yeah. critters. <laughs> All the enemies are rabbits, so it's like he's just shooting them. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so weird. That is what you want to do to the rabbits, as I understand it, right? Just kind of oh, yeah. end them. <laughs> I've never experienced rabbits before I, this. Yeah. <laughs> I never want to experience rabbits again after this. <laughs> a, game where, a game where that is primarily shooting them is just fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so weird how they just feel like off-brand minions even though they came first. Yeah, that's real weird because I know that I was oh. hearing about Rabbids way before Minion. Yeah, there's some like old throwback Rayman thing and then started getting spin-offs on like the Wii like way before Minions like launch were titles. Yeah. Yeah. But somehow <laughs> Minions are like the exact fucking same thing like the mannerisms just seem exactly the same. It's bizarre. Red, tell tell us the one the thing you had to DM me about with this game, oh, which was your party okay. your party layout. Yeah. So when you start the game, you have your three characters are Mario. Oh yeah. So here's the entire character layout lineup. It's like the most boring they possibly could have gone with the IPs they're mashing together. Your eight playable characters are Mario, Luigi, Peach, Yoshi, <laughs> Rabid Mario, Rabid Luigi, Rabid Peach, <laughs> Rabid Yoshi. <laughs> it is four Mario characters and then four Mario characters being cosplayed by Rabbids. <laughs> it's fucking nuts! It's, it's real boring. <laughs> So when you start the game, you only have Mario, Rabid Peach, and Rabid Luigi, right. and you, and you may you only ever have three characters in your party. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. pretty early on, you get Luigi. So I'm like, okay, bye Peach. So now I've got Mario, Luigi, and Rabid Luigi, who's actually really good. But I'm like, okay, so when am I going to get Peach? I was loading up footage. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> so I'm like excited to get Peach, so I can have a all Mario party. Because I wasn't really loving Rabid <laughs> Luigi at that point. Mm. So you go to the end of stage two, or the second world, and there's a cutscene. Luigi gets like frozen in a block of ice, and Peach joins your party for this ba- battle against the boss. Right. And then you beat the boss, 
and it kicks you back to the kind of hub world and you go back to your original party. Mm. I go to the character select area. The other thing is that you have to have Mario in your party. So you really only have two slots to pick from because Mario is always the leader. So I pick Luigi and Peach becomes grayed out. What? I go, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. I back out. I pick Peach and Luigi becomes grayed out. What? (laughs) This game literally... They never acknowledge it. They never say anything. This game literally forces you to have a rabbit in your party. Oh, no. So, like, they just... They knew that's the thing everybody like, was Like, nobody do. would want a rabbit in their party, like, willingly. Unless they're, like, min-maxing or whatever. Right, right, like, right. But on a casual playthrough, you just want the cool characters. Yeah, and rabbits and, like, are far not even from that. that. And not even that Peach or Luigi are cool characters. It's just in comparison to it's the fucking like, rabbits. Yeah, like, we're here for the Nintendo stuff. I'm sorry, Ubisoft guy yeah. that, is, that is very excited about this game. And I've seen the guy cry when he's talked <laughs> about how much it, a dream it was for him to make this game. I know you <laughs> probably love your rabbits very much, but that is not why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> So you have to use a rabbit in your party no matter what. So oh I, my God. I never used Peach. I just stopped. <laughs> I was just like, fuck Peach. it. I was like, oh, but Luigi's got a sniper rifle and he can fire three times on Overwatch. He's awesome. Yeah, like Luigi with a sniper rifle is not what I expected to come coming into this podcast today. But I'm very, <laughs> I'm very happy that we are here like today. The, and we have like, this image. It's like the Death Glare Luigi from yes. the Mario Party game yes. just looking over oh. and pulls out the sniper rifle. Death Glare Luigi plus dead. sniper rifle. So the thing about this game is that like the visuals and the theming of Mario and the Rabbids doesn't really fit the gameplay whatsoever. Mm. <laughs> I feel like pretty much all the characters, like with the Rabbids, they could do with that or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, so you get Yoshi really late in the game. And I joked about this on Twitter, like, they do nothing to make him play like you'd expect a Yoshi to play like. He just has a Gatling gun and a bazooka, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, why wouldn't he, like, eat enemies yeah. and fire them, or eat surrounding objects and then shoot them? Like, you'd think because that, that could was make... probably too much work to make or something. Yeah, you could, like, yeah. You could make he a mechanic get... out of that, though. Yeah, there's a ton of things. He does have kind of, kind of a butt pound, that's the closest... But it's like, he doesn't eat enemies, he doesn't use his tongue, he doesn't throw eggs, he doesn't flutter jump, he doesn't do anything a Yoshi would do. <laughs> he shoots them. He just shoot like Mario. gun! He shoot just gun! Like Mario has, like, a laser pistol. He shoots the enemies. He doesn't throw fireballs. <laughs> Motherfuckers could have at least got Diddy Kong in this game. He's got a gun now. Oh, so here's the wild thing. There is an expan- a small Son expansion a bitch. that has not... It has Donkey Kong, not Diddy Kong. So you probably have fucking Donkey Kong with the gun. <laughs> <laughs> this game but I haven't a, played that yet. This game's great. This game it's sounds so fantastic. Good, it's a really good game. It's a really good strategy game, and there there are some sliding block puzzles because <laughs> like they kind of there's light puzzle stuff between the battles because mm-hmm. that's pretty much the entire game. So they couldn't just have you just nonstop battling. So as you progress through the worlds, there's kind of light puzzle elements and there are some sliding block puzzles, right. <laughs> which makes sense. I think the fact that it's puzzles 
fits in this because like you're thinking strategically about the battle so and then thinking strategically oh where do i want to push this thing like it doesn't feel like your brain is having to change gear too much right right (laughs) but yeah the fact that it is so i feel so poorly nintendo themed was kind of a bummer yeah where it's just like mario has a gun like he doesn't shoot fireball yeah like you have fireballs there are so many things there are so many projectiles that exist in the mario world now it's absolutely ludicrous that they could not have worked that work they, it's weird it's ridiculous they could not have massaged those systems to not yeah. just be i have gun <laughs> the other thing is that every character has a sub weapon and i think mario's kind of fits him it's a giant hammer mm-hmm. like i guess that could kind of be seen as like a donkey kong one reference but even then i'm kind of stretching it you know mm-hmm. and then luigi's is just like a tank that rolls towards enemies and blows up when it gets close. <laughs> um, oh, like Peach's second weapon. I only used her in that one boss fight. Mm-hmm. It's just like a rubber duck that's actually a grenade. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a worm's attack. Yeah, it's like, wh- what does this have to do with any of these Mario characters? And like I mentioned, Yoshi's is literally just a bazooka. <laughs> Wow. Hey, Rhett, why does this have one of the coolest looking, like, final boss Bowsers of, like, any modern Nintendo game? Any I know, and the, Mario the game? final boss is, like, incredibly stunningly gorgeous looking. <laughs> like, that whole lead up to him is insane. Uh-huh. I, was like, just, I didn't actually, I, ju- I saw the video you sent me, but I didn't see yeah. the, the actual final Bowser, and I was like, oh, shit. Y'all kind of went for it. They really go for it, huh? <laughs> He has he has shmup boss wings. Mm. Oh, that's really good. And like because, glowing red eyes because he's being possessed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like cyber it's like cyber dragon Bowser is what they call him or something. <laughs> like everything else about this game is already cheesy. Just go all in with it. At oh that yeah, point. yeah. Just oh, that's funny. I think that one of my main disappointments though is how like the Mario stuff just feels like. Paint, a coat of paint instead of yeah it's not really integral to it utilized mm. in the way that you would hope a nintendo property mm. would be because then like the old there's a few mario enemies that show up but for the most part they don't show up as enemies they're mm. more like stage hazards oh so like there's chain chomps that you have to run away from and stuff and again you don't fight them i think nintendo was like you are not shooting our characters with your damn little guns <laughs> God. I honestly, I, I really honestly wonder think that, what the red tape on that fucking uh, on yeah. using that property looked like. I think that has to be part of it. It's like booze show up, but again, they just grab you and teleport you. They don't actually fight. Uh, there's one enemy that is like a rabbit mixed with a piranha plant, and you do fight them, but they shoot fire, so it doesn't ever feel like the essence of a piranha plant. And like, I think that's basically it for the. Mario Minis, you do fight Bowser Jr. Mm-hmm. as well. And you shoot him, I guess. It's weird. So, like, he's... You can shoot him. You can shoot him. Bowser Jr. Nobody gives a fuck about Bowser Jr. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, the other thing is that, like, there's four worlds, like... And they're real kind of basic theming of, like, the, the you know, Grassland Plains level. The, uh... The desert, the desert level, level. The water level. The giant level. They probably yeah. don't have anything that the, cool. The third one is Ghost Town, and then the fourth one is, like, you know, Lava, Industrial, Bowser area. Yeah. But I guess because Mario doesn't really have consistent settings. Not anymore, no. Not really. Like, 
so there's Mario setting. There's Mushroom Kingdom as yeah, of now. But, but, but like, what whatever the that? fuck that means now. Yeah, yeah, like none of these look like the other games, so they all just kind of come off as like feeling a bit like generic knockoff mm. desert level. Oh, weird. Like even the the castle, like the dungeon or the fourth world, which is like the lava industrial factory one. It doesn't feel like a Bowser castle, even though that's supposedly where it is. Mm. So it's, you know, it's just kind of feels a bit generic in that regard. But like the gameplay is really fun. And as people have mentioned, considering the two things they're combining are Mario and the Rabbids, which are both kind of children's properties, especially the Rabbids. This game's really hard. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I remember hearing a lot about when this game came out, is that it's, yeah. like, this game's not afraid to beat your ass. This game will beat your ass. <laughs> like, even by the end of the first world, I was, like, feeling a bit of, like, the tension of, like, oh, because sometimes they'll have multiple fights in a row and you don't heal the full between them. Oh, shit. Yeah. So sometimes you'll find, like, a mushroom during the overworld part and mm-hmm. it'll heal everybody a bit sorry a bit mm-hmm. but like if a character gets knocked out in a fight they'll wake up with like one hp for the next one which is like oh boy oh, like yeah luigi you're gonna get like a couple shots off and then you're just fucking toast <laughs> permadeath luigi imagine <laughs> imagine there's no permadeath I that know. would get me to use other characters at least yeah use those <laughs> fucking useless rabbits we need bodies get them out there the funny thing is that rabid Luigi, and again, the rabid powers like are just kind of completely random. It seems where like Peach and Luigi just have different very variations of barrier. Mm-hmm. And then rabid Luigi, for whatever reason, has this move where he can slide kick into enemies and apply vampire to them. What? So it's so it's an HP steel kick. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Which, which makes no sense. The, oh, okay. That but, classic Luigi maneuver. Yeah, that classic yeah. Luigi sli- vampire slide always gets him. Yeah. Oh, this is rabid Luigi, so all the rules are off. Okay. No, it's like a dark parody of yeah. his other of yeah, his um I, of yeah. his life his life giving slide kick, where he slides <laughs> into people and they get health. Yeah. That was a, you might not have known that. That was in one of the Mario okay. Luigi games. He can mm-hmm. slide into Mario and give him health. Of yeah. course. <laughs> Everybody knows about that ret. Come on. <laughs> But anyways, I upgraded that thing to max, and it's doing, like, a lot of fucking damage. It's like, his main attack is just running into enemies and kicking them. <laughs> and then and then healing to full, like, immediately, because, like... Because it's vampirism. Because he, because he was, like, doing more damage than he had HP, and it was yeah. healing for 100%. Oh my God. So it's just, like, he kicks an enemy and just shoots up to full health immediately. And then, for the rest of that turn, that enemy will still be affected by vampires, so then if... Luigi shoots him, he'll also get that health back. That's fucking stupid. So somehow this dude ends up as my healer by kicking enemies. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> so yeah, they... So, back to the XCOM part, they have kind of simplified it a bit, where, like, full cover is, like, literally full cover. It's 0% chance to be hit. Mm-hmm. And then half cover is literally 50% chance oh, to be hit. Oh, jeez. So there's only ever zero, zero 50, 50, or 100. 100. Damn. Yeah. So cover really matters. Yeah. But then the game also wants you to play really aggressively because... So you know how in XCOM, 
you can move or you can like move twice and that's a dash and then yeah. you can't do anything afterwards. Basically in this, if you move into another character, they'll throw you up in the air and that's your second move. Oh. But then you can still but then you can still shoot afterwards. Oh weird. So you can like throw characters basically behind enemy lines and have them shoot with a hundred percent chance to hit. And then as well, during your first move, that's when every character, if you just are close enough, you can run into an enemy, slide kick them, and then run, run back into cover. Mm. I guess I guess one Mario thing that they do use pretty well is pipes. So there's a lot of the levels will just have pipes everywhere. So then you can use that to kind of flank around super quickly as well. Yeah, like that That would definitely be like a fun yeah. thing to integrate into the yeah. tactics. So that's always fun when it happens it's also very much less fun when the enemies start using them oh, effectively no! and get right behind you. Oh, no! <laughs> yep. So the weird thing about the slide kick, though, is, like, you're not counting how many spaces you move. It's just, are all these things within your range of movement? Oh. So it's like, you can run up five spaces, kick an enemy, and then run back to where you started, and then run <laughs> back five spaces, as long as it's still within that initial within blue. Within that initial... F- oh, wow. Yeah. And then sometimes pipes will be close enough that you can start chaining them together. Oh, that's fucked up. So I'll have these moves where I'm like, run into a pipe, run out of the pipe and slide kick an enemy, run back into another pipe, (laughs) run out of that pipe and slide kick an enemy. I'm like moving like 20 spaces or something on one turn. Mm -hmm. Because there's skill trees and one of the skills is, of course, like upgrade how many spaces you can move after leaving a pipe. Oh, and that one can be pretty useful if there's two pipes close yeah. enough together. Because then you're just getting multiple type pipes per turn. Jesus. But then trying to figure out where an enemy could possibly be on the next turn is kind of a nightmare. Because mm. there's one XCOM enemy type that they just straight up copy, which is like the Berserkers. Oh. There, So there are enemies that when you shoot them, they just run towards yeah. you. And if you shoot them and hit them with Overwatch they'll still keep moving. Yep. <laughs> Those things are scary. Very. They, they're just giant rabbits with, like, a huge cinder block, basically. <laughs> it, this is such a weird game, but it's really good. Yeah, definitely. Like, even though it doesn't sound... Like, it's unfortunate that they didn't utilize yeah. the Nintendo property in a way that would have made it more uniquely Nintendo. This still sounds yeah. like a very fun game. It's a very good game if you have that XCOM itch because it is it is so similar enough mm-hmm. to where, like, it gives you some new twists and turns with like the pipes and the whole like jumping and slide kicking enemies. Yeah, but it plays similar enough that you can play pretty defensively and just play it like XCOM. That's rad. That is cool as hell. So, I finished this game up about a week ago. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and I was still not satisfied. Oh shit! Still got the itch. I still had that itch for some strategy game. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Is this the it? So I started playing Fire Emblem Awakening. Oh, <laughs> shit! This is the it, isn't it? This is it. This is it! Uh-oh! Okay! So, John, so we'll save that for later. John, what have you been up to? Okay. Um. So I, w- I watched all of Thunderbolt Fantasy. I finished that. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the much better of the Urfuchi things I, t- I dove into in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it was a couple uh, things that sounded a little bit, quote-unquote, problematic. Uh, yeah, the other one was a bit problematic. A little um, bit. A little bit. What? 
talked to her. I talked to Red about it, and he just he he shut me down. Like no, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't want to no, talk about no. it. I I, re- I re- read it and then just posted okay from One Punch Man. <laughs> oh wow, it was rough. So I had to find other people that could be like this. Listen to this stupid thing. Um, I appreciated that that character is in a fucking fighting game for some reason. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that again. I'm done talking about okay. Ends that gross on the podcast. Okay. Um, Thunderbolt Fantasy is not gross. That is his nice puppet show. I had no idea he was involved with this. Oh this my god! His, this is his baby. He loves oh. this. Okay, this now like, I now I need to watch this. This is like the thing that he's been most passionate about working on for like ages, and it's that's just hilarious. His, his, his nice puppet that's, fantasy show. That's <laughs> insane. He, it's and it's so good. That just, just blows my fucking mind. Yup. So it, it's it's completely simple premise. It starts off and a big demon lord is chasing down this shrine guy and his sister. And they're carrying the legendary sword sheath that'll let the guy claim the big legendary sword. And he kills the brother and the sister escapes by hopping off a cliff and swimming away um, just by the after like this big fantasy magic battle all with puppets oh my god and then she finds like this this wandering swordsman and they and beseeches his help and they get a team together to go and take back the the sheath basically um from this evil guy and they they have to get to his big tower and they have to go through all these trials to get there and they do all these magic battles and it's all puppets (laughs) Oh. Dead serious Urbuchi like dialogue where they're sitting around in a thing and talking about oh like God. their personal philosophies of why why do you, I I wield the sword because oh my of, fucking oh my God. God. are you for that's, real that's literally a Fate Zero episode <laughs> and they're puppets oh my God and it's not just that um, about halfway through the show it like takes a turn. Where it like goes in a direction I completely wasn't expecting, and then the whole back half is just like not at all where I was expecting the show to go, but in a good way. Cool. So it like surprised me in some very cool ways, where it result the way it re- things resolve, and it resolves right. very satisfyingly. There is a second season, but the first season, very good, solid ending. So um, you haven't watched season two yet? Okay. Um, because again, it was just a very pleasing solid conclusion where i felt came away from it feeling completely satisfied so that's the kind of thing where i i want to sit on it for a bit especially when i'm worried like oh second season might not live up to this or something Mm -hmm. so it was um and just very insulated from his bullshit yeah that's the main thing that's the main thing here maybe maybe just because there are very few women in the show. Oh, well, that, that <laughs> probably that probably explains Can't a lot. Can't kill them off if you don't have them. There you go. Um, so that that probably helped his worst habits. <laughs> yeah. Thing. yeah. But this, so this was, but this was just a complete delight. I, I really like Thunderbolt Fantasy. It's on Crunchyroll. Um, oh, it is. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's not on my anime list. It is on Crunchyroll. I saw a thing. So. Mm-hmm. Reset Era is doing anime the decade stuff. They specifically said like no foreign shows except some of the Thunderbolt Fantasy is fine. 
There's, there's a, a good chunk of CG. Um, the CG is very present in the first, like, two minutes, and then it chills out a lot. So, like, mm. first two couple minutes are kind of hard to parse. Uh, but then after that, it, it becomes a lot easier to watch and also more overtly puppets. Cool. Um, I think I think if I had one criticism with the complaint, it's that the final end baddie is a big CG thing, and I would have really liked it to uh, be effect. Yeah. But it, it's it's a very small part of the show there. Um, most of it, most of the big action scenes is all puppets bouncing around. That's really, really good. Hitting a lot of sword fighting with puppets. Um, is it just them kind of flailing around or is it trying to be like technical at all? It's, it's super technical and like good. That's what I want. (laughs) It's super like dramatic and well done and exciting. There's lots of good camera work. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ex- this is exactly what well, they're, they're 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 actually like doing really good puppetry here. Okay, yes. it's Kabuki puppets. Where oh, that's really cool shit. Where it's like the really where like the faces. It's different from like the um Jim Jim Henson the Jim Henson stuff? stuff. Jim Henson stuff where it's the the do- solid like ceramic dolls, but then they have the the eyes and the mouths can move a little bit, and mm-hmm. then they have these beautiful ornate outfits. Yeah, and then, so most of the part they're just kind of wobbling a bit during all the dialogue <laughs> and all the characters have their own dedicated puppeteers that are credited um so they all bring their own personality to how they move the characters in addition to the va work that's really uh, fucking neat it's just a complete delight everything about it it's so nice that it exists um that's cool as fuck yep thunderbolt fantasy only 13 episodes you can just get get in get out get in get out <laughs> Have a good time. Oh, but there are thirteen more if you want. We and there are thirteen know. more. I have one. I have one friend who, who who's yeah. also who who says like second season gets a little more boochy. So I'm like, oh, oh no, Uh-oh. oh boy. <laughs> so I don't know what that means yet, but we'll find out. But I first think we season, have a general idea of what it means. Yeah, like when you say idea. or boochy, I kind of get a. I got a generally good idea of what you mean. <laughs> by by the end of season two, there are no female there characters. There are no <laughs> females, but four were introduced in the season. <laughs> I, I counted three lady characters, and uh, uh, never mind. I won't. I won't say how many make it through. <laughs> <laughs> so Thunderbolt Fantasy ruled. Um, and there's one other thing. Oh yeah, I'm and um, I I literally got to the save point before the final boss of E's Origin. Today. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I I have a I, I feel like I've got enough. I'm pretty sure it's gonna land because Falcom games always like basically land well. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like E's Origin. I it's um, not the East game that I go to. I I don't like. I did uh, replay Unica's. Uh... Uh, campaign last year um, and I had a good time with it but the reason I'm not playing more is just because you know hey I I, I don't like that dungeon and that's all you got that one uh, dungeon <laughs> um, because it just like from a play perspective or just kind of in a general setting just sense. the general setting just it like I, I felt nothing moving point to point in a tower and i didn't think the story uh that they were telling like was super great see that's my thing is that the the way they're writing this one Mm -hmm. um 
there's something about the voice and perspective that feels um I don't think it's bad or it it, it feels more a little more mature I guess it feels more post trails especially but I, I, see with that. I see that I see that I see that because Oath and Felgana felt very is very video game in a lot oh, of ways. Oh yeah, it's like they stuck to that Wanderers um, feel mm-hmm. um, from from that game's original release. They 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 kept that general tone. Yeah, uh, even so, though even though they fleshed it out. Mm-hmm. So coming off of Oath, especially like if I was coming off of Ark, mm-hmm. um, that one felt a little bit closer to kind of what Trails was doing. I think it's a very sort of fleshed out setting. Yeah. Um, some nice writing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming off of Oath, like this just, all the stuff they're doing with Unica, all the stu- little stuff with Roy, um, meeting the goddesses, the little flashbacks of the CGs. Mm-hmm. Um, it all just feels a little bit more, ni- a little bit more mature, a little bit more nice. Because mm-hmm. um, with, with, Ark with Ark and Oath, it's doing the same thing that they were doing for a long time. You're Adolf, you're great, everybody loves you, <laughs> all the ladies love you, yeah, and want to smooch you. Um, you're gonna run around beating up enemies and getting stronger, just like you have a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very much kind of sort of massaging the player, the a lot of parts of the player's brain in pleasing yeah, ways. Yeah, like you're great. that's that's what East do, typically. Yeah. Um, and then this one, it's they put a lot. Unica's not a silent protag. Thank they God. put a lot Yeah. They put a lot of work into having her journey um feel like an actual personal journey. Right. In right. comparison with Adol. Because Adol's done this he's done this before. Yeah. He knows like, what's up. This would not be an issue for Adol, whereas Unica's just starting out very unsure of herself and by the end of her storyline she's she's reached a really good place. Yeah. And they um, hammer on that like yeah, a lot. Yeah. They tell it's like kids movie esque how they are just oh, like yeah. here's the theme here's yeah. what's happening here's the th- yeah they're very much hammering it into your brain mm-hmm. but it's still like I think the scene with Roy near the end oh, helped yeah. it solidify yeah. it to me a bit because I, I it added it. yeah it added stakes and it was a point where her not having magic mattered yeah yeah it um, actually because they kept yeah. They kept pointing that out throughout the story, but it never really felt like a weakness until then. That, that was like, exact oh, man, moment where this, it was needed. Ugh. Yeah. They actually made that work. Yeah. You're not mm-hmm. wrong. You're not wrong. Um, and I just really like big old Falcom dungeons. Um, and that's I love... basically all East Origin is. <laughs> exactly. I love Trails 3rd. Um, I love the I love um, Donna's dungeon in Ease 8. Mm-hmm. And then this is just that. <laughs> Yeah, there's a whole game of that, mm-hmm. and it feels like it has as much like story and whatnot as oh, it absolutely both, both does. It absolutely that. does. Um, I think it has more story than any of those um, mm-hmm. at the moment, like from that uh, era. Uh, I think it's just the overall rhythm of the dungeon. I just didn't like it. Yeah. Um, like mm-hmm. I didn't like Darb Tower, and, and I'm not gonna like a full game of it. <laughs> there, there are times where I'd finish a boss, and then you just walk into the next room, and then it'd start playing the music for the next area, and I'd just be like, "Well, we're just doing the next we're one now. We're just <laughs> going. We're just gonna so, keep going." Um, but just, however, my brain chemistry is hooked up. Like, there's nothing, nothing about that pushed me away. It was right, just like, right, "Yep, right. yep, this is all I want. That's just fine. feed this, 
just feed this to me. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think for me, it's just always about having different places to go and a world to explore. And, and the one dungeon is just less of that. It, 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 it does a lot of the same things. Uh, and it does them within the context of it still being in one place because you still find the same amount of stuff. Uh, it, it's just that you're doing it in one centralized area and not over like a countryside. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I think for me, like, I think Ark is my favorite of these games, um, just because of it has a really nice story and has has that big, that really nice setting. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think compared with Oath, Oath, because Ease Origin is just, here is the giant video game-ass tower to climb. Yeah. Just get to the top of this tower. Um, but for some reason, the way that they put the work in to contextualize that video game-ass tower with the writing... Um, it feels more grounded to me and kind of closer to what Ark was doing than Oath does. Because Oath feels much closer to that Ease 2 Wanderers. Yeah. yeah. Here are some video game levels. Just go through I, these. I completely yeah. agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. So I think I think that's where I'm... I love all, all of these games. Yeah, like all of these games are still good. I just... I mm -hmm. don't prefer Origin. Mm -hmm. I don't think I Origin think is bad. Like, it's just not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's just where I'm getting down is like there's this like very specific because these games are very similar. Yeah. Uh, there's the minutia it's, there it's, that you have to take into consideration that makes this more of the John thing. Mm hmm. It's like these are the specific things that I resonated with here. And it's the it's the writing and the way the characters work. Um, so I think that it's, for me, it probably goes arc origin. <laughs> oh, even though I loved Oath of Death. Right, right, right. Yeah. They're um, all boy, three fine games. Game. They're all yep. three fine games. Play them all. Absolutely. I'm kind of I'm kind of mourning because this is it. There's no more. There's no more there's of that no more era. Of these. <laughs> well, there's a lot more of this game, though. There's other playthroughs. That's true. There are two more playthroughs, which is great. I'm excited to get to those at some point. Um, I kind of want to revisit more ease before that, though. I think there yeah. were some other games released in that era that are very similar. I think like Guruman might be similar. I was in just some oh, way. I was just going down my street steam like eyeballing. Oh, I've got Guruman <laughs> on here. Oh, that might be nice. Yeah, I, I think that that's from that similar era, and I think that it's definitely got a similar kind of feel to it. Um, there's definitely I mean, some other things from that era of Falcom that you can probably look at and 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 find. Because Ots era Falcom is sort of. <laughs> my favorite thing in the world i can understand why i can understand why because i love i love ease 8 i know i'm gonna love trails of cold steel those mm -hmm. are different kinds of games yes yeah uh, and the transition where you go to e7 and the tradition of going to cold steel um that that is moving into being a very they're much bigger um and very different sorts of experiences yeah so i'm just really relishing this la this bullet of ease dungeon this yeah. this this concentrated dose this is going the, right the into most, the vein. yeah this is the oh. most concentrated of east uh east dungeon, dungeon dose that you can get and it's like the last bit of it of its kind so you've got to make mm. it last mm -hmm. i'm just absorbing it like oh god i love <laughs> this i love falcom i love these little story beats y'all just y'all just keep nailing it for me every single time and that's pretty cool. Paul, yeah. do you think John would like that Yomu game? Um, 
I mean, from uh, the standpoint of it just kind of being a hack and slasher, sure, but I I think that it might be lacking yeah. the actual kind of stuff that John wants out of a Falcomish mm. kind of title. So like yeah, that. It's not really got any story. It's just yeah, a bunch of video it's just, game levels. Yo, here's row. some video game levels to run around in, and you don't even have to fight most of the enemies. So yeah, but that's the fun part. That's the fun part, obviously. But like, get like fighting enemies in that Yomu game literally means nothing. I I didn't notice that. I didn't realize that the first time. But I was like, oh right. Huh. Yeah, there's really no point in fighting enemies. That's and, and unfortunate. Is there, it better than Chantilly's? Uh, it's better than it's better than Chantilly's. It plays better. It than plays like for an sure. East game. It plays like that era of East game uh, in the same way that yeah. Scarlet Curiosity does. Uh, mm-hmm. But Scarlet Curiosity kind of bogs things down a little too much. So like, uh, and I think Scarlet Curiosity is fine. It's just yeah. I think that they added too much stuff to that Yomu I... formula. Um, I might check that out because I love the the feel and aesthetic of Chantilly's. Yeah. Right. Um, so I played, I, this might be my yeah. vibe. Mm. I think I played the Yomu game right before Oath mm-hmm. and was just immediately like, oh, I, know oh, I, understand, I understand what these games are riffing off now. It's ease. <laughs> <laughs> like I played comparison points before the actual authentic thing. It was yeah. just like this revelatory moment of like, oh, I understand like what y'all were playing and <laughs> being inspired by now. But yeah, the Yomu game is like faster Oath and Felgana, basically. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm very here for that. Cause, cause yeah, I did love Oath and Felgana a lot. Oh man. And, and you know, it's got Toho style bosses. Yeah. So nice. like there's lots bullet of, lots of bullets everywhere. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I just, I just fucking love Falcom, y'all. <laughs> I'm just playing this like I've cried. Yeah, I'm like... still. I've just cried several times at, at this story on Ease Origin. Oh. Just like the most basic things. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> oh, the goddess. And when she runs out of the room and then just turns back at the goddess and goes, I love you. Yeah, <laughs> runs back it's out. So, it's a really sweet moment. It's, it's very such sweet. a sweet moment. And when she's knighted. It's, it's really like, good. Oh, like they make those little moments work. This. I like those moments. I like oh, those I moments. It's just that one dungeon. It's just the fact that it's one dungeon, really, that does it for me. <laughs> that, that killed it for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, Yo 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 Kengeki Musu. Yo Yo Kengeki Musu is what you're looking for if you want to play the Yomu game. Yo Yo I honestly think if you go Google that Yomu game, you find it. No, I did that and it didn't work. Really? All right, cool. Yeah. Okay, I'll help you out. I swear though, every time we have the Falcom conversation, I'm always reminded of what John said on Game of the Year. Yeah, when you put Trails third as your number three, and said like you can't, couldn't couldn't possibly imagine them ever making something better. But yeah, <laughs> look, look, and it was number I, three. I really liked Fate Stay Night, and I really liked Zero Ranger. I know it was just the wording there of like this is the most perfect thing that they could ever conceivably yeah. make. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The most perfect Falcom game. There are other individual games I'm gonna like more than that. It's the it's the consistency of their voice and how they can just con- yeah. There there are limitations to their perspective. There are things they they're not probably gonna make my favorite game ever just because of those limitations. Mm-hmm. But they are going to do a good job basically every time because of how mm-hmm. because of the limits that they embrace and because right. of how they they go about making their games. Yeah. They just nail it for me every time and that that's really valuable to me absolutely fair mm. 
So that's it for me. Uh, I think, Polly, you're next. Yo, I'm next. I watched right, an animu. Yo. I watched an animu. Mm. I did that. Oh, boy. I do that sometimes. I watched the happiest animu in the world. <laughs> called Girls Last Tour. Oh, God. I know that uh, Rhett mentioned this one um, mm-hmm. uh, probably about a year ago. And I was just like, I like that concept a lot. Yeah, but you know, I'm very lazy when it comes to getting around to watching Japanese cartoons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I finally got around to watching this one because I'm, I'm watching some things that, are, that, that have always called my name, but um, I never got around to them because we are preparing to do an anime of the decade uh, list as well. And I kind of want it like, it's just like, I probably need, this is probably very important that I watch this. Um, so this is the show uh, about cute girls at the end of the world who are almost the only people left alive in what appears to be the remains of Midgar uh, because it's a, mul- it's a multi-level city that they're exploring. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just yeah. one part of the world that they're exploring and they're kind of like working their way up. It's sort of like a, a tower city, I guess. Um, the design is so weird. You never quite get a full you, view. Yeah, of it. you don't get. A I really full, like it though. Yeah, like they they, they 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 do a good job of kind of keeping things very vague. Uh, just in t- mm-hmm. just overall everything. Like, there's a lot of vague to this show yeah. and and how it presents itself. Uh, and I think that it's due to the fact that its characters kind of grew up uh, in a world that's just been ravaged by war. Like, they were literally mm-hmm. born and lived on the cusp of the end of the world before all of humanity perished, for all we know. Uh, because this, get, the, the, the show does not kind of dig too deep into their histories. We kind of get, like, one scene mm-hmm. towards the end that shows them kind of being sent off. So it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, get out of here. It's not safe for you here. Just go anywhere but here. And then we kind of end up where they're at now with their little vehicle and their kind of... It, it's like... It's like Kino's journey, but the world is dead, and we're only left <laughs> to guess at what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the thing that really sticks out about this show for me, is, and I'll get to the characters a bit later, it's just that it's a show that's really good at presenting this dead world. Um, <laughs> the background work is simply amazing. It's just dripping with detail. If you look at every shot, like, like I found myself pausing this show a lot and kind of just taking in the details of, like... Mm. The environmental storytelling that they're trying to tell of this war-ravaged world and that, you know, they're not going to talk about explicitly, but you can look at what they're trying to communicate through the details, where it's just like, like Makoto Shinkai backgrounds are vibrant and they're full of life and detail. And I would say that, like, um, if you wanted an exact opposite of that, (laughs) you would go to something like Kasher and Sins, um, Mm -hmm. which deals in a lot of the same. And this is kind of like that realistic in-between of, like, the surreal, vibrant life that Shinkai backgrounds have and then, like, the dead, burnt-out, uh, post-apocalyptic hellhole that is Kasher and Sins. And you've got, sort of in the middle, what Girls' Last Tour does. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really, like, the, one of the things that stuck out the most to me is, like, just there's so much background porn here if you pause and just, like, <laughs> yeah. look and... Just take in all the details of the story that this thing that this thing is telling without using any words is something that just really really stuck with me. Uh, you're left your own mind is left to kind of imagine like this world and what brought it to this state, and mm-hmm. and it's really really cool stuff to kind of dig into. Yeah, um, that's awesome. 
So when I watched this show the first time, I just took like a whole bunch of screenshots and just posted yeah. on Twitter because it was just like, oh my god, just and it's weird though because it's not a lot of it is just like it's endless very, industrial caverns and it's gray. very mundane and gray yeah. and lifeless, but it's the detail with which they mm. present that shit. Like, the weird yeah. way you see that things have been blown out or, like, riddled with bullet mm. holes or just little details that you notice like that. Yeah. Um. So so something, that, like, I'm not sure if you drew this from the show, Rhett, but it's not, okay. uh, but a lot of people think of this show as, uh, like, two people that are finding ways to make their own happiness in the world. And... I kind of disagree entirely with that because this Mm -hmm. is not a show that I feel this show is more on the nose. I think it's more on the nose and less rose colored. Um, I don't think that it's out and out depressing (laughs) because it is depressing, but I don't think it's pretty fucking bleak. It's very bleak, especially like when you get the concept and you know that the ultimate end for these characters is literally death. Nothing else awaits them. There's nothing good left in this world. All they have is each other. You've definitely finished it now, right? Yes, I finished it. Okay, because there's there's one line in the middle Mm -hmm. that haunts me a lot where they're talking about the digital camera they have. Yeah. And one of them's like, well, how many photos are left on it? And they're like, uh, 30,000. And it's like, Which runs out first. Which runs out first, the camera or the, our food supply? And they're like, oh, it, the camera's fine. We'll run out of food before that. Yeah, but they so talk like the about these things. They talk about so these casually. things with such candor. It's like, yeah. I feel like there is a, a point before this story that these two had to have had a talk where it's just like, we can't focus on that. Like, mm. like because mm. they're constantly avoiding the actual... Like, look, things can go and will go real bad for us at some point. And it feels like they they dance around it, but they're not afraid to address the fact address things like death or just like being lonely or boy, we we live in despair, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the characters really kind of hammers that home is that you have to become comfortable with the fact that the world is like, this is what it is. And this is all we got. You've got to become comfortable with it at some point. Like you've got to be fine with the end of the world being your normal. Um, (laughs) it's just amazing because the characters are so cute. And then the the way Polly's describing it right now is so fucking bleak. (laughs) Well, you get that dichotomy in the opening. Like like right in the fucking opening, these characters are dancing around, having the time (laughs) of their lives. The lyrics fucking dabbing. They're, (laughs) they're literally dabbing and you get lyrics that are like uh, wanting to forget yesterday, today and tomorrow. Like (laughs) that's fucking dark, dude. There's just there is this blanket of melancholy that's just so syrupy and black that hangs over literally everything. And the show is just not afraid to say, and we as humanity are the fucking ones that did this. Like it is constantly like this is a show that is not it's not preachy, but it does not hold back at pointing the finger at saying, wow we're really fucking stupid and this is what we're heading toward. 
Um, and, like, okay, so it's obvious that these characters do care for one another, and they find comfort in one another's company, and, and, and there, there are various moments where you get that, but, like, what kind of like like, like it's tr- it's hard for me to find happiness in this show i guess it's like and i think that like like i never felt any of the happy vibes like everything is like hmm like like, like this show is a show about knowing and being resigned to the fact that this is your fate and like let's just go as fucking far as we can like yeah. there is an inevitable end, but like we're not gonna just give up. But we are gonna go as fucking far as we can. Um, and it's just like it's a lonely show. It's 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 very resigned. It's like this show was really hard for me to watch. Actually, um, <laughs> it was hard for me to watch in a good way. I liked where it put me, um, despite the fact that it's such a dark and 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 very melancholy place because like I said, like the melancholy of knowing that these characters are ultimately fated to die alone. Like it's awful. Like I know that the manga finished. I'm scared to read it <laughs> because I bought the last two volumes and haven't read it yet. So there's like, you know how in, in when we talked about Watamote where it was just like, if they ever bullied her at some point and she was oh, crying right. because of that you literally like it wouldn't, be bearable it would ruin the show yeah if these characters like oh god like there's a you know there is a point where these characters lose everything like at some point they're gonna lose their little cool wagon at some point they're gonna lose <laughs> their food supply like for all we know one of them could die and one is left alone like if either of these two characters <laughs> broke down and cried i don't know if i could take it it's like what is like and and like i know i'm gonna have to at some point because my curiosity (laughs) is going to get the better of me but it's just like oh god how much worse does it get and can i take it and it's just like i i feel like this is something where like knowing how it ends it's gonna suck and it's gonna hurt so bad oh maybe the world gets better (laughs) (laughs) The show goes out of its way to, like, completely write that off by the end. Oh, yeah. Like, by the last episode, it's just literally like, you you two know there's nothing left. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh. And the glimpse that you get of, of the world before the fall. Because they do give you a chance to see, what, like, these because these characters are characters that have never lived in anything other than the world yeah. dying. So... They get a moment to see that, and it's so fucking heartbreaking. Like it, like like there's a scene where they they go like you get to see everything, and yeah, like man, that hurts so much. Yeah, that's like, my favorite scene, like by far. Yeah, it, it's a really great scene. Uh, there's another really great scene too, where they kind of run into one of the instruments of destruction um, that we had built, and it ends up firing. And it's just like, oh. it's stark. It's just like, you, yeah, you fired it into a city that's already fucking leveled, but then, like, you've set this place off again, and it's just like, oh, God, it it hurts just as much. 
but there there's a vibe this show is yeah. putting out there um and you like i some people might not be ready for it some people might yeah. just misinterpret it because like i feel like some people maybe misinterpret yeah. it because they can't deal with exact like exactly what the heavy shit this show is putting out there like there are people out there that i see try to spin this into yuri and i'm just like dude oh my god that's the yeah it's the I've absolute, that. I was it's like, the guys, absolute like... worst fucking take like no these characters are these characters don't know what singing is until they encounter it you're gonna tell me they know what being lesbians is <laughs> It's like, this is not that show, and this is not the show to put that kind of read on. Yeah. Because I feel it's saying something much bigger than that. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's, I've not seen anything like it, and I've not watched anything that made me feel as uncomfortable and weird as this show made me feel at times. But, <laughs> Jeez. but I liked being taken there because I feel yeah. that it's a valid point of view that you want to kind of hold on to because if you want to make the world a better place, maybe you should remember the way that that show kind of makes you feel. And like, maybe you don't want to be a part of turning the world into that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, girls last tour is really fucking heavy. Cool. Ooh. It's uh, So yeah. do you think the character of you, why you, you, mm -hmm. is she just like, her character is like she's very kind of airhead goofy, but like she's very. I think she's very cognizant of everything I think around she's, her. Yeah, she might just be doing that because otherwise she'd go crazy. Like I think knowing she will, death is yeah, coming. Yeah, like I think that she does it. She for just her doesn't own. give a fuck anymore. She does it for herself, and I think that mentally, uh, in terms of mental fortitude of the two, I think Cheeto is 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 much weaker, and I think that she stays that way to kind of give her something to think about and to give her something to bounce off of that's not what they're actually looking at. Yeah. <sighs> it's an interesting study. Uh, and, it, and I think that if you're looking for something that's got a whole hell of a lot of atmosphere and <laughs> is saying a whole fucking lot, you definitely need to check this show out. I, I don't think that there's anything like it uh, at all like even like i said yeah. like even kino's journey does not yet cover the range of emotions that i feel that this show does mm. Mm -hmm. it's heavy it's really fucking heavy um so Rhett, uh question <laughs> Rhett, i got a okay. question um how, how how deep are you going in on fire emblem i've played it for about a week straight so. okay well let me get my last thing out of the way Okay, and, and then we'll and then we'll throw it to you for the finale. So the last thing I played, it will we'll, we'll end my shit on a happier note. <laughs> uh, I talked about it a, a little bit um, before the end of last year uh, because it was on the verge of coming out, but it finally came out. I played through and enjoyed a whole hell of a lot of Skate Master Checo, nice. which which is oh, the follow up yeah. to follow up to Checo in Lucio's Castle which was a sort of a collage game it was a set of platforming challenges that you played through in about 5 minutes uh and it was real fun and this is like a big old blown out version of that that is only $2 that's, that's fucking so insane that this is 
This is a full-on, like, as long as any NES game that you can probably yeah. think of. Like, this, like I did a 1cc of this game, and it was 35 minutes, so... Goddamn. Yeah, jeez. This game is meaty. Uh, it's got eight stages. It's just like an auto-scrolling uh, platformer. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Like, there's not a whole lot I can say about it, even in my Steam cool. review. I'm just literally like, look, <laughs> this game was inspired by a lot of things. Uh... And it wears the that inspiration well, but it has its uh, like, I think like what saves it from being quote unquote just another indie platformer is it's got a very strong identity. Um, yeah, yeah. There's so much detail in the levels, like it's got like it's like almost every stage has a, a whole new set of enemies and obstacles to interact with. Um, actually, bouncing on things feels real good. Like when you land on something, there's this like quick little bit of hit of hit pause that feels good before you pop off and it's just like Mm -hmm. it adds a little bit of weight to the way uh uh you you do the platforming around that game and stuff but it's just it's just simple auto scrolling get to the end of the level go to the next um i mean i think the only thing you can really criticize it for is the fact that like once you beat the eight levels that's the game like there's no there's no ninth level there's Uh, no there's no final boss or anything it's just there's no there's no Wily's Castle. Yeah, there's no Wily's Castle. There's no big climax or anything. But yeah. but I think that there's just so much stuff to enjoy about the actual level design and the character that it has. Even if, like, I don't know the quote-unquote Checo lore. Uh, because, <laughs> because all the cartoons are in are in Portuguese, and I can't speak Portuguese. But this is like... This is a guy. This is a, this guy worked on this game for like two and a half years, and it Jeez. it shows that it's been loved on uh, because there's yeah. just so much there, and the fact that it's only two dollars and not more people that I know are playing it, uh, it, the fact that it's that much and not more people that I know are playing it, it's a little criminal, I think. Uh, it's just very hard for stuff to get noticed. It really is. Like I think I'm still like the number one review on steam for the game i I think at this point you'll probably stay that just because of how now that you're the most visible english review you'll continue to be yeah yeah um yeah i know like day of release i looked at the reviews and like all of them were in portuguese i think except for yours yeah yeah um but yeah like this is just like another solid game from that dude and uh, it's capturing that nes aesthetic very well uh it feels good to play um the way you just dash around levels and bounce on things like there's just real solid game feel here um that like i wasn't expecting to be as good as it is at, at for what it costs like i'm not the person that brings up costs <laughs> you a are lot. so hung up on that price i'm not the person <laughs> that likes to bring up costs a lot but i swear this guy should have charged t- like five to ten bucks for this game would have been mm. an easy call but the fact that it's only two fucking dollars <laughs> it is as dollars and as good as it is it is low cost instant gratification Go get it. It's Skate Master Checo. It's super fun. You like platformers, you'll like this. Bada bing, bada boom. That's what they say. Hey! hey. Remember, it's Skate Master. <laughs> it's Skate Master! Not like a... You don't, don't say it like a white person. Don't say don't Skate... Be, don't, don't be mean don't be red. Skate Master. Skate Master Checo. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm looking for a Skate Master Checo. <laughs> Is it pronounced Techeco? Techecho? <laughs> Skate Master Techecho? <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I ended up liking this game. 
I don't I don't want to say more than I should because I don't think there's a limit to how much you can like something. Yeah. But I didn't expect it to grab me the way that it did. Like I played like this is really? a 35 minute really game. Five... This is a 35 minute game that I somehow played for 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I finished it more than once. <sighs> awesome. Nice. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Go play it. Right. Similar to games you played: Shovel Knight, Treasure Trove, and Sonic Mania. Thank you, Steam. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect way to get John Thayer to buy it. Uh, Those are the perfect Steve, examples. Steve's recommendation. I mean, they literally go, oh, platformer. Like, that's it. That's platformer. what it's doing. Like, if Mario existed on Steam, it would just compare fucking everything to Mario. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that that's, that's Skate Master Checo. Uh, it's really good. I think more people should play it. I think that more people would like it if they played it. Like, So give it a chance. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, Rhett, I hear that you've got some Fire Emblems. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, Let's go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This has been a journey. <laughs> so, a while ago, remember last year when I bought a 3DS? Yeah, and then you never fucking talked about it. Well, no, I bought, I played uh, Mario 3D Land, and then I played, oh, God, what was the, oh, uh, Layton versus Layton Ace Attorney. Layton versus Ace Attorney, yeah. So I bought a 3DS, played two games, and then immediately put it down and didn't play it anymore. <laughs> Even though I had already purchased two more games for it. <laughs> I just was like, okay, that's enough 3DS for now. We're good. I got but my then, fill. Coming off of Mario XCOM, as people call it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to sneeze. I'm sorry. Do it. Let it go. <coughs> uh, that was a cough. That was a cough. It that was, was a, a cough, rat. It's not a cough though. It's that was a my nose cough. is itchy. That was Ugh. a cough because I inhaled in a weird way to make myself not sneeze. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so finishing Mario XCOM, I wanted another strategy game, and I was like, "Fuck it, let's go for Fire Emblem." Okay. So I I purchased this game used, and there were two save files on there already, which I thought was very cute, <laughs> and both of them were on normal mode, casual, casual. difficulty. Yeah. And I went, hmm, fuck that. Nuh-uh. I am seasoned gamer. I play XCOM, XCOM 2, and Mario vs. Rabbids, all very difficult games. When I first played XCOM, I played on Iron Man. Yeah. Like, both you times. Know, like look, this strategy thing, it's your shit. I, I got this. You got this? <laughs> so, I lo- so I turned it on. I selected hard mode difficulty. <laughs> And uh, classic for the unit deaths. So right away, hmm, this game is relatively difficult, huh? (laughs) Right away, you probably made the game significantly better. How many how many units did you lose in the first fight? Oh, in the first fight, none. Oh, really? So basically, I was being very careful. So this game is really good about giving you information Mm -hmm. when you attack, because I guess your player unit character. Okay, so the other thing. I am playing for the first time ever in a video game that gives yeah. you a choice. Uh-huh. I'm playing as the guy. Oh, huh. weird. What? We all know why. There's a reason why. Oh, yeah. Oh, you want to fuck Tharja. Lucina. Oh, okay. Look, most yeah, people go so Tharja in that great. game. Love Lucina. <laughs> the whole, this, enti- this entire playthrough, this entire wanting to play this game the so whole I can You bought Lucina. this game because you want to fuck Iffy. I liked Lucina before she did. 
I'm gonna marry Lucina. Goddammit, that's the whole point, though. Okay, okay. Anyway, marry Lucina. Got it. Okay. So, the main character's name is normally Robin, though, but I named yeah. him Rhett, obviously. Um, so, <laughs> I may I may slip in what I call the main character. <laughs> Anyways, he's got like magical tac- tacti- tactics vision, so it just says like you will do this amount of damage to enemy, and they will have you know zero HP left after you attack. Very good of for you know it's very not rushing into information battles. that you can gather on people. Yeah. He's got magic vision. Anyways, right, right. so I was good for a few fights. It was it was hard, but I was being very careful and like using the healer, like having people retreat when they're low on HP. Mm-hmm. So I got through like there's like prologue, pre- premonition, and then like the first four missions. Yeah, and then I got to mission five. Uh oh. And this is one where it spawns two new player characters like in the middle of the map. Mm-hmm. Surrounded by enemies. Oh no! Which, which is bad. Oh yeah, that's real bad. So you have to kind of rush up and and save them. Yeah. It also is the mission that introduces enemy reinforcements. Oh no! Oh, you're so boned. <laughs> so I am able to save these characters if I really, you know, rush, throw all my units out there real quickly. Mm-hmm. And then after that, a few turns in, enemies start spawning in. Like every three oh, turns, no. I get a couple more. <laughs> and I am just, I am completely fucked. I, I don't understand <laughs> this game. Because I, you know, I'm new to this game. I don't know, like, the strengths and weaknesses of the units very well. And it's spawning new ones in constantly. <laughs> I decided to restart the game. <laughs> oh. oh! Did we change our difficulty and play so, style? So, <laughs> I oh. start over. Oh, don't worry. This is this is a journey, folks. Okay. Strapped okay. In. Okay. Strapped in. Okay. So on mission five, after a few times, I'm just like, I just, I just don't understand. Oh, and then I found that there's an optional side mission, like Paralog One or something, that you can do. Mm-hmm. So I do that. It's much easier. And I'm getting experience for everybody, and I'm at the very end of that, and one of the girls I really like dies. <laughs> in, like, a single hit, because she, she's kind of a glass cannon. Mm-hmm. Wait, and are you I'm still like, on, you're still on hard this, classic? Yeah, this is still on, this is what made me go, oh, fuck this, I'm restarting. Because okay. I, I got to the very end of the side mission, and then she died, and I was like, ugh. <laughs> just, just utter sadness. So I restart on normal classic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm so I'm still Reasonable. playing on classic, but it's on normal mode. That's that's fine. And I, so so I breeze through the first five missions and it's fine. Like I'm not really thinking nearly as much about the strategy side. And mission five, so mission five still was a bit tricky, but it was manageable this time. Right. Mm-hmm. The other thing I noticed is that learned is that on normal mode the tutorials are mandatory. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they will pop they will pop up on the bottom screen and not go away until you like click to <laughs> remove them. But you can still keep playing the game yeah. via the top screen, but like the tutorial, hey, it's, it's just down there if you want to read it. Whereas right. on hard mode it automatically like disappears and goes into like the glossary. Yeah. So there was things I didn't know about the game oh. because I had missed them in the tutorial. Oh. Oh my god, this is a journey. One of the big things being like, hey, if you're uh, on top of a fortress tile, yeah, yeah. you get healed. You get healed. That's pretty, that's that's pretty, pretty fucking uh, important. That's good information to have when it's a primary mechanic of the fucking video game, right? <laughs> yeah. 
So I felt a little silly. <laughs> I, should probably, I should probably actually properly read all those at some point. So I kept going, got a little... So I started to get to the point where, like, I have kind of the characters I really like to use. Mm-hmm. And they're getting pretty high level. Mm-hmm. Games games get a little easy. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just like, this game is very much... They throw, like, 30 enemies at your, like, 10 dudes. Like, enemy and it's units... just a meat grinder. It's a meat grinder. Yeah, it's a meat grinder for the enemies. Yeah. But if you lose a single character, then you are feel like you just want to turn the 3DS yeah. off and restart yeah. the entire mission. <laughs> so, like, there's a flow to the game that, in general, I kind of don't like because enemies feel so disposable. Yeah. Where it's mm-hmm. like, if you're not killing them in one hit, it feels like you're fucking up. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's like you really kind of start relying on like the really strong heavy hitters like Frederick at the start. Strong is heavy ridiculous. hitters or getting yeah. your speed to where you can double everybody. Oh, is that what speed does? Yeah. <laughs> speed lets you double attack if you're if you're okay. if you are two times stronger than an enemy unit. Interesting. Polly knows more about this game than I do. <laughs> I'm the one playing it. I just wanna I wanna say something. Um Colin uh-huh. made a very funny joke in the chat regarding the tutorials where he went, Mega Man, Mega Man! To fuck Tarja, you need to master the double gear system. <laughs> Tarja's pretty tricky because she starts really deep in enemy lines and she starts as an enemy. Yeah. So, so actually funny thing about that. So I'm playing I'm playing on normal classic. I get to mission nine and you meet Tharja. She walks up to <laughs> I have got like Crom paired with one of the girls I like, and she's in the front, and Tharja just straight up murders her. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and then so, so like the lead character, I forget which girl it was. She dies. Crom <laughs> falls out, and like so he's the unit on the pl- playing field now. And on my turn, I talk to Tharja and say, "Hey, do you want to join us?" Oh my god! <laughs> so it was like hilariously like. Oh wow. Gameplay not you, matching with what actually just happened in the story where let this happen. My, I recruited the character that just killed They just straight up murked somebody's fuck buddy. Yeah. She like Tarja just walks up to us and gets a crit. I've like I think that's the only time the enemy has crit oh me so God. far. That's so good. She, she just one shots this girl I like. <laughs> so as I'm playing this game, I occasionally look up information online, like, hey, what is useful here? You know, Who can help, I recruit? Me with, help me with Mission 5, or like, you know, little things. And I, there's something about the Fire Emblem forms that is amazing to me, because it's the worst combination <laughs> I've ever seen. It It is min-maxing mixed oh, yeah. with, with shipping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It so... is even worse with Awakening. Oh yeah, that's that's this game specifically is because it's a whole time travel thing where like when you marry somebody, your kid you'll get their kids in the yeah. future to come back and play as. So then I, reading basically, I googled something like who should Crom marry because whoever Crom marries becomes Lucina's mother. Yeah, and then you get a whole bunch of people being like. Cromex Sully is trash because then Lucina doesn't d- learn Double Gale or whatever. <laughs> like, oh, I literally if... cannot listen to people fucking talk about strategy in these games for that fucking reason because it is so min maxi bullshit. But then you get the 
fucking ship stuff on top of it. Yeah, the fact <laughs> that it's so bad. Kind of wow. Well, if Crom marries this character, Lucida's speed stat will be higher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so bad. Oh, it's so God. crazy. Marry for the stats, people. Oh my God, <laughs> literally. So basically, I'm like. Okay, so I, I know, I, I look ahead for how the Crom marriage stuff works. It's like when he gets to mission 12, he'll marry somebody with the highest uh, support rank. Right. And there's a character that shows up literally the mission beforehand. So if you just pair him with her, like, they'll get C rank on that mission and he'll marry her, like, immediately, which is really silly. Uh, yes. But he has one rank with a girl I really like, Sumia. <laughs> Oh, who's I the? I remember Sumia, and she's the one who died at the end of my hard oh, playthrough. No. She's the one who died on hard classic at the end of the easy mission. Mm-hmm. So you I her, like her. You let Sumia die. I will do everything I can to save her. I've okay. reset thousands of times to save her. <laughs> what? Why Anyways, are play- why are you playing a game with permadeath if you just reset every fucking time? Let me explain. So, anyways, that's intention. Um, Crom has one has C rank with Sumia, which means he might marry her, and I don't want that to happen. Right. right. <laughs> so for the next like four missions, like one story mission, two one two or three, st- yeah, one or two story missions, and like a few more side missions, I insistently pair her with another guy, <laughs> <laughs> and just have them go around kill basically every enemy and earn lots of hearts. Because <laughs> she's with the really strong guy, Frederick. So she's not going to marry Crom. She's marrying this guy, goddammit. <laughs> so I'm at, like, Mission 11, which is, like, the make or break point. And right beforehand, <laughs> I look at the support menu, and the option there is there, Sumia and Frederick, oh. S-rank. And I say yes, and I tweet out, I did it. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the literal it. Fucking Wow. It was that I prevented Crom from marrying. Exactly <laughs> what I expected. You just thought when I saw that I did it. I knew exactly what had happened. Oh, I wow. NTR'd him. <laughs> I had because <laughs> Frederick is like the knight sworn to protect him, <laughs> and I had her marry him instead. <laughs> this fucking Lancelot swooping in right up here. God damn it! It is. It's exactly that. That's <laughs> so fucking good. So here's the turn. Okay. We're not, we're not done yet, folks. We are oh, no, done. So as as hilarious as I found that, also that pair, Frederick and Sumia, had also been steamrolling the game for the last hour. Uh-huh. I was really not enjoying the strategy game part. Uh oh. No. So I said to myself, hmm. <laughs> what if I go back to hard mode? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong with me. You demented you whole- fuck. Do you have to restart the game to do that? Yes. Okay. All right. These are all separate save files. So those two save files that came with the game that came with the game from other people. They're gone now. <laughs> so I restart on hard casual. <laughs> so now we're on hard mode, but 
But we, we don't have that permadeath anymore. We don't have the permadeath. Because <laughs> if you're resetting every time anyway. That's... Okay, so that's what I thought. If I'm resetting every time, then it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Because everybody's getting super strong. And just I'm just eventually going to start steamrolling things. So last night, for about three hours straight, I played <laughs> oh, no. on hard casual and realized I wasn't having a good time on that either. What? <laughs> <laughs> because casual mode means that you don't have to think basically ever. Oh, wow. Because they because, can die and it doesn't matter. Because right? they die and nothing matters. So, so <laughs> on this route, Sumia died like every single mission. Holy shit. I would just throw her at the enemies. Oh my god! Have her get a few hits and to get some experience. Then she gets knocked out and says, okay, it's fine, you'll be in the next one. Enemy gets a crit, oh, it's fine, you'll be back the next time. <laughs> so I, I get to, like, mission eight, and I'm like, I ain't enjoying this at all. So I, I finally, I Google, like, is it better to play on normal, classic, or casual hard? And the overwhelming majority seem to be actually normal, classic. Because people... On the forums, they really don't like casual mode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think after having played it for a couple hours, I agree, where it's like, because nothing matters. Yeah, like, there's no stakes. There's no, there's no stakes, and, like, there's no punishment at all. And I realized that XCOM kind of solved this already, yeah. because enemies will get wounded, or troops will get wounded. Yeah, and then you have to, so, you like, are forced to use different soldiers for different missions yeah. that pop up, because they'll, they'll be out, like, three weeks yeah, so there's a balance there. And I think Awakening or, you know, Fire Emblem games in the future, they could maybe use a little balance where, hey, there's some sort of punishment for letting them hit zero HP instead of just basically nothing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So <laughs> here I am with three playthroughs now. Jesus. Are you going to finish this game at all? Or is it just like, <laughs> I can't? I don't, so I don't like hard mode casual because mm -hmm. casual mode is bad right i don't like normal mode classic because normal mode is kind of too easy right i look at that first playthrough that i saved the play that i still had to save out <laughs> from my hard mode classic that's stuck on mission five <laughs> since since starting that one I've played like 10 hours of the game in alternate timelines <laughs> and learned a lot more about it. I say, hey, maybe that one's not going to feel so impossible anymore. And after a few tries, I fucking got it. Holy <laughs> shit. So right now I am continuing my hard mode classic and I'm on like mission. I'm on mission 10. I'm not quite caught up. I have one more. Oh my God. I can't. The journey that this fucking <laughs> journey. you I I'm trying to think of a time I've ever heard of you replaying the start of a game this many fucking times. Oh, this, the one the one thing I'll say is that when you when you skip cutscenes, there's not a whole lot to replay. Oh no, obviously, but still, especially, you're still especially starting when you're over. Doing, you've still got to get all I that know. experience again. Like Fire Emblem that games suck is, because balancing experience is hard. Yeah. So now I'm one mission away from being caught up on my hard mode classic. 
I'm at like the start of 10, whereas the normal classic was at the start of 11. I can't fucking wait to find out where we're at next episode. I Jesus fuck. I truly don't know. So the, here's the fun thing about my cla- my hard mode classic playthrough now is I'm usually <laughs> losing one character per round. Oh, no. <laughs> we're, so that's the thing. So this game throws a lot of characters oh, at yeah. you. Yeah, they have to. They have to because I'm somebody's dying every single time. And the worst is that the AI... See, this is where the permadeath kind of sucks, because the AI, there's so many enemies, and yeah. they're disposable, but your characters aren't disposable. But the AI also is... fucking... Yeah. It loves to go after certain cla- character classes. Yeah. So there's... guess what I don't... Guess what I don't have anymore? Uh, healers. Healers, yeah, I was about to say. Oh. The game does prioritize healers. <laughs> there's... Oh, there's one map where like four wyverns spawn in behind you, and I've played this mission several times on all three <laughs> timelines. I know this is going to happen. Those fuckers spawn in, and like three of them rush Lisa the healer, and she's just dead. I'm like, that's not okay. even fair. That's not even I'm just, fair. I'm just like, okay, I guess I guess she's just dead now because I know I get a cleric in two more missions. Right. <laughs> I've Fuck seen it. the future like Lucina. <laughs> yeah. It's been quite the journey. I'm pretty happy with... This is not where I was expecting this to go at all when you said... I've never... I've been playing Fire Emblem. The funny thing is, like, how much of this happened after I posted the I did it? Yeah! I was only on on timeline two back then. (laughs) Somehow, immediately after posting that, I was like, "Mm, actually, I'm going to restart the game. What? Oh. Like I posted that, played three hours of hard casual, and then today went back to hard classic. You are fucking insane! I'm Holy ins- shit! I'm, you know what it is? Okay, here's what it actually is. I am desperately trying to wring some enjoyment out of this game. Oh god, yeah. Because see, I played Fire Emblem Awakening, and I think it's fucking dry, bone dry, boring. See, I didn't know you had played it. That explains a lot of how you know more about it than I do. Yeah, yeah. Like I just think, okay. like I think, it? I think Fire Emblem has been bone dry, boring for a long time. But then again, I am that person that's just like I only like Radiant Dawn and and Path uh-huh. of Radiance now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the only two that I like. <laughs> Jetstorm and Chat push Sans Sans colon. Wow, you really want to save this Pegasus night, huh? <laughs> Sumia's so cute. I love her. I love Sumia. As much as, well... <laughs> you can love a Fire Emblem Awakening character. Right, right. Yes. Understandable with that baggage. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I Please, keep playing it. Make me, oh, oh, make me some new Fire Emblem Awakening. What? I'm definitely going to keep playing it. I've put, I've put so much effort into this final playthrough. Like, it feels like you have... Like, you are obligated to see this through now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's like me with oh, no. um, yellow mode on Devil May Cry three. Yeah. If I had restarted <laughs> oh, yeah. it, if I had restarted it like you suggested, and then I got like ten missions in, I was like, Nah, maybe I should try yellow. Yep. Let's hard, hard. <laughs> that's what I truly didn't expect. Is me being like, eh, fuck it, I'll just go back to the. Oh, to that's work. funny. So I was, so I was right the first time that I wouldn't enjoy the game if I wasn't playing on hard right. classic. Yes, but I just You're, didn't. I didn't have the experience. I just didn't know how to play the damn game. Oh, that's funny. 
God, you're so much better at strategy games than me. I played on normal casual and still had a hard time. Wow. <laughs> Periodically. It I was must... like, oh. I'm wondering if it ju- the, the difficulty jumps up at some point. Um, I was like, like, yeah, I, I am. I play, I finished Fire Emblem Awakening and Final Fantasy Tactics and no other strategy RPGs huh. or strategy games. Because, mm. like, right before I gave up the normal, the normal classic. Like Sumia and Rhett had just hit level twenty, so I put them into advanced classes. And their stats went up even higher, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, they're so strong now. Oh yeah, yeah. This, this Class changes good. are a big deal in that game. Yeah, so it's like, oh, I'm just going to completely kill everything with them even more than I already am, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, Tom says probably picking hard classic was good. You're probably in the right. It's probably not gonna. Yeah. Great. You, 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 if you got this, you probably are gonna crank through this one it's funny though just losing a character every single almost every single mission and just being like well i lost uh, the kid mage but oh, I, well. got, I got tharja and the priest so that's a pretty net plus it's a net plus plus it's you can too... grind in that game right like there's missions outside of the yeah it's... there are grindy missions aren't there there's extra missions on normal mo- so there's an item called like oh. the something box Oh, okay. I know what you mean. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So on normal mode, that thing costs like five hundred, yeah, so you can just keep yeah. buying them. On hard mode, it costs like five thousand. You right, can't just right, buy right, them. Right, right, oh right, my right. god! I didn't know that. Oh, that ups the stakes a lot. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So okay. So you made this game actually good, though. <laughs> you made it so actually the, like we have to think. Yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely. It's pretty tricky. Um, because like the last one I did, like I know, like again. A different map where like four wyverns spawn in behind you at some point but then like they specifically time it so that like the enemy rushes you right as they spawn behind you as yeah. well and you just get pinned by like nine enemies and it, i tried it like five times and eventually i got through with only one character dying it was like okay that that's the take that's We're good enough it. it's good enough that's i was the gonna bar. marry i was gonna have him marry tharja but oh well oh well <laughs> <laughs> Because, okay, so here's where this game is going to get very difficult for me again at the end. There's a type of character I let die. Oh. Oh, no. It's oh. called... The... <laughs> They're called men. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't Fucking 100% true. Which isn't entirely true because the two healers that died were girls. Unfortunate. But, like, everybody else has been a guy. Like, fuck it. Throw them in. You and are disposable. There's a very specific thing you need men for. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, I've got Rhett, Crom, and Frederick. So that's three kids. Pretty, that might, no that might not option, work out. unfortunately. Huh? Yeah. I'm not looking up any guides to, as to what kids you get because I don't give a shit. And that shit would just get so back and forthy and annoying it's so to think silly. about. It'd be like, fuck it. So that's my journey. Oh my god. Part one. Part one of the Fire okay. Emblem Rhett saga. I, I, okay, I will make a promise. I'm not playing any of the other save files besides Hard Classic. If I have to stop, then I just stop. Alright, that, I think that's fair. That's a fair... <laughs> god. <laughs> Oh my god. I was sitting here last night like, what's wrong with this me? This is even better than anything I could have thought. Anything we could have so dreamed good. of. 
I was like, well, this is this is definitely its own segment. Yeah, absolutely. This needs I have to way be the more finale. to say about this than Mario XCOM. Like, how do I follow? How do, how would I follow that up with Skate House Pacheco? <laughs> Come on, Rhett, please please continue. Please okay. replace my Fire Emblem Awakening memories with new ones. I can start posting about it on Twitter now. Excellent. I was being very silent on this one for a shock factor. It oh, fucking worked. It, it fucking really worked. worked. Well, because it was funny, though, because I took a picture of the title screen because you have to. It's a 3DS. You can't just post screenshots. No, you can't, unfortunately. But, like, I took a picture of the title screen when I started it, not knowing the journey I was about to go through. Oh, my God. I'll take a picture of the site files when I get off this. It's like seven hours, three hours, seven hours. Oh my, <laughs> that's so nuts! That is so nuts! I really want to enjoy this game that I paid for. I... <laughs> oh, that's funny. I think that's a podcast. And that, I think that's a podcast, ladies and gentlemen, is a podcast. We want to remind you, of course, that we are currently taking submissions on the forum... For your mm-hmm. game of the decade list, oh boy! Um, and Rhett, you want to give them a uh, g- give them some instructions on that? Uh, you go over to the forum. You go over to the forum. There's an SNS in 2010s uh, in in the gaming forum. There's an SNS in the 2010s, the top games of the decade according to SNES to, to SNS. Yeah, it's in the interactive digital video entertainment sub forum. Yes, which is the video game one. And there's a big old sticky message. Oh, it's a sticky now. Yeah, I made it a sticky. It's right at the top by Rhett. You made it it all sticky. Uh, Well, that could be debatable. I mean, I'm pretty sure since it's your topic, you are the one who made it sticky. (laughs) And we have decided. We've decided Shovel Knight is one game. Shovel Knight is one game. But you get to list 100 (laughs) games in order. 100. Mm -hmm. You can list up to fucking 100 videos. What are you thinking? I wasn't. But it's too late now. It's too late. You can't back out. You can literally list up to 100 entries into this one topic for your game of the decade. Mm-hmm. Write a little bit about it. Give us a blurb. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to put that on the site as one of them big old lists. That's going to be amazing. And we will do the fi- the reveal of the final, the final bit of the list. Yeah. We- we'll do that via podcast before uh, we release the site version. So that'll be fun, right? Uh, yep. We don't know anything about anime of the decade yet. We are still worrying about um, game of the decade right One now. One thing at a time. One thing think... at a time. Anime of the decade comes up first, though. We were thinking March for that one. Were we? I don't remember. Fuck it. We'll have it decided I... by next episode. Okay, right. I would. Okay, this is tentative. I think for anime of the decade, we were just going to treat it like game of the year and just have people like write their top three. Okay. Okay. And then email the podcast. And then email the podcast. All right. Well, that'll be that's do you want to officially order people to do that? Or if do you, you want to talk about it? I tell you what, if you do that, we'll, we'll take it. We'll read it. We'll read it. We'll take it. Because I just think we just don't have a date right much... now. We ain't got a date right now. Next yeah. time we'll have a date, and we'll even do a big special section of the podcast beforehand and be like, "Hey, there's how you submit to it." Cool. So anyway, that's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you all once again for coming out and spending the last three and a half hours with us. <laughs> Uh, you've exhibited, uh, of course, a, a wonderful amount of patience in listening to us babble on and on <laughs> about dumb shit 
And we appreciate you each and every time. We also appreciate the bits and the subs that you throw toward the channel. means a lot. I buy a lot of moon pies. So that's going to go. That's, that's going to buy a lot of moon pies. That's what that's going to do. John Thayer, tell the internet people where they can find you on the internet. Farawaytimes.itch.io And Rhett, tell the internet people where they can find you. It's socksmakepeoplesexy.net slash sliders is the form. There you go. And I'm Polly. You can find me on my dumb website. And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you.